Howard from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew State Studios in California. It's episode 290 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome Les Mann of ST DuPont as our special guest. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Delos Race Cigars. Delos Race introduces another chapter of the saga. The saga says, so it's a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Sled is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Sled carries a blend of Coyolo Olor and Peloto Cubano, wrapped in a selected Ecuador Shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in four sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retail for Saga Sled. And by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand is consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is the top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand requires tobacco, has been carefully hand-selected and well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a dirty Cuban seed Nicaraguan Sungrown, and a dark oil Cuban seed Nicaragua Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo 30th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Ninso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at perdomocigars.com. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. This is a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distillings' Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The all-Maduro Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for both life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And remember all the live streaming for the Primetime Show, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday Primetime Show, sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Episode 290. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. Will Cooper here. Uh, I'm in the Perdomo Cigar Studios, and I'm joined uh, cross-country by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. How you doing tonight, Will? Uh, it was fun fun when your machine does it. Food beforehand. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? It's This is the machine that I've been using forever in the studio, and I knew I was having problems with it, remember, during the summer? Right. I got it fixed, but I ended up getting a new machine. So I have the new machine ready to go, and I just haven't hooked it up into the studio, but it's now got to be hooked oh, okay. up because now this thing yeah. won't even turn on. So, so right. it's given me seven years of faithful use on this because I got this right before we started the show. So, Oh, nice. And it was solely used for this studio. So, Right. Oh. But nothing so like nothing perfect. like that happening. And, you know, when I was talking in the green room, we had a little uh, infrastructure issue on the website this week, which was fun. So that those two right. things just, yeah. Um, made for a fun, fun week, you know, um, yep. and on top of that, this is at least outside of cigars. This is my busiest time of the year too. So, yeah, uh, all, all that adds up, but, um, the good news is, uh, we are doing a show tonight 
And, um, you know, I guess it was an interesting meeting uh, week with the, with the meetings, Aaron. So, I mean, not much happened, really. I guess, as Rob yeah. said, really, it was kind of like nothing. It was a nothing. Yeah, problem. I think it's more uh, free agency stuff that's still waiting to follow through. But we'll see what happens. The, the really cool thing, okay, was I'm watching like TV, like Fox Sports and ESPN. Yeah. And... The hotel, I recognize the hotel right away because that's where we had our national sales meeting last April. Same uh, hotel, it's that uh, that Opryland Hotel, which is amazing. But you, yeah. it's it's so unique. You could see, like, oh yeah, I, w- I was standing there. It's kind of funny, right. you know. Yeah. So they were, I'm like, damn. If I had known they were there, I probably could have like wandered around and see if I could. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it is a, pre- if you go to Nashville, it's a pretty spectacular hotel to go to. Right. It's like six hotels in one. It's all connected with atriums and stuff, and uh, it's like a miniature city almost going. It's huge, so yeah. uh, they probably have one of those hotels for themselves. The baseball people, like, um, yeah. that's how we did that. So, um, yeah. so no, all good here. Um, so let's uh, without, so again, apologies to the audience for a delayed start, but we are here. Um, so I'm going to introduce our special guest tonight. Um, he's actually making a return to the primetime show, but tonight he's got the show to himself because we wanted to have him back. Um, known this guy a long time, good man. He's less man of ST DuPont. Les, welcome back to primetime, my friend. Thanks, thanks, Coop. Thanks, Aaron. Glad to. Glad to be here with you guys. I hope I didn't curse all your hardware and software being on this movie, man. Not, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, it, uh, it, it, like I was saying before, like to the beginning of the show, this machine, I had a problem with it during the summer and I kind of got it fixed. Uh, and then, but I ended up, I have got the replacement machine ready to go. So, but I didn't have it ready to go tonight. So I had to use this machine, which is, should work. This is my travel laptop. So it should be fine. Um, but, uh, no, like, you know, Les, I, uh, I, you know, I keep, Les, I keep, I think we talked about this before my first IPCPR, I remember going to the Calibri booth and you were there and I, you gave me that, that, that IPCPR branded cutter, which I, it has finally been retired. Just, you know, it has been retired, but I still have it. You know, it's kind of like a, a keepsake at this point. Uh, I remember yeah. you gave me one of those. So it was, I was just starting out and yeah, I was, I always remember that. So it was great. Uh, yeah, we're showing our age, Coop. We're showing our age. We're showing our age. I know. Cause it's like 14 years almost, you know, next year. So, yeah. uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, we had you on for, um, our show we did with the Tatawai NFTs. By the way, happy birthday to Pete, Pete Johnson. Yeah, and happy birthday to my son Tim. That's the only reason why I would remember Pete's birthday because I'm bad with birthdays. So <laughs> I told Pete that. So he's not. Uh, but uh, no, it was great. Yeah, uh, you know, it was a great show. Um, but I thought we we definitely could talk a little about you because uh, you have a, a history in, in the uh, industry and of course all the great things going on at St. Dupont, which I'm pretty excited about. Yep, yep, yep. Happy birthday, Pete! And yeah, I mean, with Abe on the show with Pete and I and you guys and the fantastic success that they had with that nft and i was um you know it's funny i actually was at smoke in on tuesday and even to this day i still don't really understand what this nft stuff's all about but you know at the end of the day um we at st dupont were very honored that pete and abe wanted us to do a lighter we did seven different lighters one of a kinds and um you know it was uh it was really cool and and, and also i was in dallas I don't know, like a month ago, and Jay was one of the winners, and I walked in the store, and he showed me the lighter. I couldn't believe it. So um, <laughs> it was really, uh, you know, 
the best of all worlds. And I was just, we were just honored to be with Pete, Abe, and um, what success that they had. And I'm really happy and proud of the work they did, the work that we did. And um, it was a lot of fun doing that project. No, it was. And like, it's not a project you guys normally do. And for folks who don't know, you provided uh, the line two items, which we'll talk a little about tonight. Um, one of a kind is with like uh, one of one lighters with each design on it, which is not something you guys normally do. No. And, and, and you know, real quick. So I was with Pascal from from DuPont and Abe came in and said, sit down, guys, in that voice. So yeah, he sat right down and. You know, he, you know, one of, and I'm saying to myself, we don't do one of anything. And I told Pascal, I said, just listen. And then we got in the car and I said, guess what? We're going to be doing one-on-ones here, man, because this is a great opportunity for us. <laughs> Pascal agreed and, uh, and we did it. And, uh, the rest is history. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Like I said, it was great. They, they came out really, really good. Um, you know, Les, I know you also are a cigar smoker. Um, so what we like to talk about with uh, a new guest is to talk about that first time you've had a premium cigar that you can recall. And it doesn't have to be any spectacular story, but just kind of one. We're always curious sure. what, what a first time guest. Yeah. And this is all full disclosure. So, you know, I started my career with the Cross Pen Company in 1990 and Calibri in the year 2000 hired me to to run SC DuPont and Coop. I've never had a cigar. Really? And I'll never forget. Yeah. And and my first day at work, uh, Mike Reynolds, who is in charge of Ellie Blue North America, I walked into his office. And the first thing he said to me was he handed me a line two lighter and said, change the flint. And I said to Mike, what's a flint? OK, <laughs> I had no idea about any of that stuff. So anyway, long story short, didn't really know anything. My first TAA was two or three months later. And Wayne Suarez from Fuente uh, was in the lobby. He was the first person that I met. And he was so instrumental in my career in this industry, meeting a lot of people. And he said, this is an Opus X cigar. And I, okay, okay, wait, you know, whatever, boom, and let's go have a cigar. And all I kept saying to myself was, don't choke, don't choke, don't cough, don't cough. And it was... It was a full-bodied cigar, <laughs> and and I didn't choke and I didn't cough. And I can tell you from from this day going forward, I'll always remember that, and I'll always remember Wayne and actually the whole Fuente family, um, what they've done for my career. Uh, and um, you know that's that was my first cigar. It was at the Scottsdale, Arizona where the TP, uh, I'm sorry, the TAA was. And um, the rest is his, I, I said that already, but yeah, that's that was my first cigar. An Opus X. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, some of those Opus Xs can be pretty strong. Um, so yeah, I, especially for a new smoker. Yep, yep. So again, you know, I, I A, that was my first one. And, um, you know, it's, there's a good story behind that. And, um, you know, it just, you know, even the Flint had changed this Flint coop. I had, I had no idea what a Flint was. So, uh, you know, I, I was in the pen business first and DuPont has a very, very, very strong pen business. Yeah. So it was easy for me, it, you know, taking the distribution and running that because I knew the pen business, I had to learn who the players were both in the retailers, who the players were 
uh, and the manufacturers, who the players were in the media, uh, in a whole new world. And um, mm-hmm. 23 going on 24 years later, um, I'm loving every minute of it. So you you came from you said cross pens, right? Yes, yes. Um, but you you joined and you joined this Calibri was first. Yeah, so yeah, Calibri had the distribution of SD Dupont. And, okay. and by the way, here's what's even crazier, Coop. I lived in Rhode Island. AT Cross Pen was located in Rhode Island. That was my next thing. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. And Calibri was located in Rhode Island. Yes. And Rhode Island is what 30 miles left to right, top to bottom. Yes. But I got to stay in my house. I got to live it at home. Right. Changing jobs in the industry with with from one huge player to another huge player. So, you know, that was um luck was definitely fate was definitely on my side with that change. But when you when you took the job at Calibri, were you like you weren't a smoker though, right? You weren't a smoker at all and, and at all. I, I'm telling you, I had no idea at all. I knew a little bit about DuPont lighters mm-hmm. because the the pen guys would carry and they do carry, you know, DuPont lighters because they put the brand all together. Yeah. But I had I had no idea. I couldn't name you I could probably say like Garcia Vega or something. I don't know, you know, whatever wow. before I got into premium cigars. So it was a whole uh undertaking for me to um network myself and um through through Wayne, through Fuente, you know, right. they and I'll never forget I got one real quick one for you. So they have dinners every night at, at, at TAA and, and Wayne would set me up like you're you're eating here. So the last dinner, he goes, Come here, you're sitting at this table. Okay, Wayne. And I walk over and I sit down, and there's a guy sitting next to me. I had no idea who anybody is, right? Right. So I, I, I shook my head, said, Hi, I'm this. He goes, Yeah, I'm Edgar Coleman. How are you? Wow. Yes. So Wayne, you know, Wayne put me in the right people in the right places at the right times. And um, and the rest was um, you know, it was just what a what a what a great industry that we have. Yeah. I mean, you you were a pretty popular guy in, in the business less. There's no question about it. Um and right out of the gate you met some 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 key folks. And uh, for folks who may not know who Edgar Coleman was, he was the guy who sold general. Like he owned he owned general for a long time. Oh, I, I also asked him what he does. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. You know right, right. But, but but then again, that's, you know, one hand, you, you know, this industry, it's a relationship industry, bang, bang, yep. bang, all that stuff. Yep. And, you know, through that dinner and the next, until he sold general, every trade show, every t- wherever I was, he was there and we, you know, and he would introduce, you know, it's a domino. You get to the right people and the dominoes introduce you and they fall in the right places to the next people. So that's, that was really the beginning of my um my networking i guess myself and my products to the uh, to the industry yep yep um and um so you you were, you had a long run with Calibri. you you were definitely there a long you were there were you there almost 15 years yeah i was there I was there i want to say 15 16 maybe yeah it was uh you know fred levenger easily is the most respected person that I've ever worked for. Um, you know, a lot of people think I'm a little mini Fred kind of with my attitude sometime. And, but my, you know, Fred always taught me it's not what they tell you. It's what they don't tell you. Right. 
And and when you're talking to people, you think three steps ahead of where this conversation is going. And, you know, I was only in charge when I started with DuPont. But you got to understand, Calibri was a hundred million dollar company that owned about 10 different brands, mainly yeah. in jewelry. And, and, and I would sit on Fred's desk and he would teach me all about ladies' jewelry and men's jewelry and, 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 and Seth Thomas clocks, Movado clocks, like just everything. So like he, I, I, it was what, what a great experience it was for me. Yet I still was focused on my SD DuPont, then on the Calibri side, on the lighter side, which was about 20, 25% of the overall business. It was a big part of the business, but Calibri was a, was a jewelry house sure. and we manufactured actually in, in Cranston, Rhode Island. So, um, you know, that's, that was a that was a great stepping stone for me of just learning really from an entrepreneur. You know, Cross was publicly held. Um, this was an entrepreneur that just had his fingers into everything. And, sure. and what a, it was, uh, you know, I'll never I'll never get I will never want to take back or give back those years, especially with him. Right. Right. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah and uh, and then for a while you had you had, you had a little bit of a run of quality importers, correct? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was Zeitbar. Yeah, yep. that was that was a lot of fun. It was a great brand. Um, and then the uh, you know, the SD, you know, SD DuPont, I love that brand. Yeah. And you know, and I'm I'm not retiring tomorrow, but I'm getting up there. And I started in this industry with DuPont and I want to end this industry with DuPont. And I love the brand. And it's important that you wake up every morning, A, not only loving what you do but loving what you have to be responsible for. Right. And uh, their product, luxurious, second to none, you know, just everything about it. It's just, I'm just really lucky that I have, that I'm responsible for this brand. And, uh, and I thank Mark Cole from Coles of London to giving me that opportunity. Um, and Craig Cass, who, who kind of tied the knots for, for the two yep. of us to, to meet. Um, but, um, you know, here I am and, this is where I want to be. That that's all. And now you you kind of came into SD Prime this time. Now you had all this accessories knowledge on the premium cigar end, which you know you you know. So a lot of that happened now since then. Look, the best way to predict the future is to understand the past. Okay, and I know you know the, all the years I had with Du. And by the way, when 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 Dupont was done, and then I did my Calibri, I did my Zycar. I never stopped watching Dupont. I never stopped watching their distributors and never stop watching their product introductions. I can tell you, I can tell you as much as what went on right. when I wasn't there than when I was there. So, right. you know, I'm starting my third year now with Mark Cole and, you know, there's a lot of, of um, institutional knowledge that I bring to the table. And um, it's important, you know, it's important to know what was successful, what wasn't successful. And but more importantly, you know, times change, trends change, fashions change, fads change. And, you know, you got to you got to stay on top of of where everything is. But, you know, I know the people in France and um, they know me and um, it's you know, it's not I don't have to learn a new language. Right. No, that's that's good. That's good with yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So. Little maybe you could just give the the five hundred foot elevator pitch. A little of the background of St. Dupont. Maybe people have heard of it, but what makes them unique? What kind of make, what's the history of making them tick? You know, they've been around for a while here. Yeah, yeah. We just celebrated. What was it? Two years ago, their hundred fiftieth anniversary. Yep. Okay, birthday. Right. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay. There's. I, I I challenge you right now in our industry to name me brands that have been around for one hundred fifty years. 
which they've actually been in business 150 years, not like, well, they got a brand that was 100 years old. And they're gonna, no, yeah. no, no. And it started with um, a, a lad named Simon Tissot DuPont. So there's your SD DuPont. Oh, right. Yeah. He answered that question. And he started in the luxury travel cases, right? Not in the lighters, not in the pens. Okay. So he would make for like, you know, the Maharajas and the Kings and the Sultans, right. like these these unbelievable leather leather traveling cases and that just evolved into into without question the leader in luxury in the cigar accessory world and without question the leader in luxury in the writing instrument world and um soon to be we're we're going to be getting even more heavily into the small and large leather goods back to where the company started from so you know yeah, there's 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 a lot more to DuPont than just the line to the pings. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of heritage. There's a lot of craftsmanship. And through craftsmanship is quality um, and and history. And it's um, it's a true it's in my opinion, in our industry, it's really the only global luxury brand in our industry and with global distribution. So throughout the world. The best department stores, the best jewelry stores, the best tobacco stores across the world carries SD DuPont. And and that alone um, gives our consumers and our retailers and our media an appreciation to really what we as a brand bring to the cigar industry. Sure. Coles of London. Um, I primarily knew them as a pen company. Mm-hmm. Is that is that accurate before they kind of got the DuPont distribution? Or yes, I wrong yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, okay. You're a smart Coop, you're a smart guy. They I don't know how so, but, <laughs> there's a brand there's a brand called Visconti. Visconti yep, yep, I see the okay? I see that. And Visconti is you know, if DuPont's up here, Visconti's up here too. Right. You know, they're 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 their quality, their craftsmanship, their high end, their luxury. So Marco was the U.S. distributor. I think he's he's good for 15 years probably now. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty pretty close uh, with with Visconti. And then the SD DuPont pen opportunity in the states came, and it's a natural fit, right? Because he, he has that those channels of distribution through Visconti. Sure, and DuPont fit in perfectly. And then I'm going to say maybe a year and a half later. He was he got the opportunity um, through his through his work and his relationship with DuPont to take on the cigar accessory side of the business. So that's where it all that really is where the whole where his real his whole company evolves from is Visconti and ST DuPont. And you came in after that, like right when after they got the, the accessories piece for the premium. Yeah, I was I was. Probably four months after, not even. Okay. And it was, you know, it, it was, you know, Cass had lunch with him. Craig, who's a dear friend. Craig probably was sitting at that same table with Edgar, knowing Wayne Suarez, who for me to meet. And I've known right. Craig <laughs> for 23 years yep. as well. He's part of the dominoes. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and he um he called me, he called Cole. I called Cole on Wednesday. I flew to Charlotte on Thursday, and I was hired on Friday. Wow. I start, no, I started on Friday. And um, you know, there's 
and he did his due diligence. He made his phone calls. And, you know, you know, you know, the, the thing about this whole thing and in life, you know, you keep a honest and a loyal and a good reputation because you never know what's going to happen when you move forward. And, you know, you know, I, I'm blessed enough that that I guess I have a good enough reputation that his phone calls were good enough that, you know, he flew me down the next day after we talked. Yep. And here I am. And you've been doing with three years now, you said? Yeah, it's, it'll be well, January, March, it'll be three years in March. January, March, April 1st or March 1st. I don't know. One of those. I forget. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was. Uh, and look, when we started, when I started the. The, the COVID was yep. almost over, but the factory still aren't, you know, like, you know, in the cigars, you know, the factory still were behind, behind, behind. And Favers was way behind. Favers is where DuPont, where their factory is. Beautiful. It's in the French Alps. Just gorgeous. Anyway, what we really had to sell were mainly jet flame lighters because the line two production was really halted because of COVID. And as you know, the line two lighters are an extremely important part of this business. Right. So, excuse me. So I, I started, you know, where are my line twos? Where are my line twos? Where are my pinging stuff? Right. Right. And, um, it did come, it, it came, but when I first started, you know, it was, um, the, I think when the, maybe the mega jet was just introduced, but it was really torch lighters and, um, you know, slowly, but surely, um, everything got back to, you know, we still don't produce or we're kind of like Padron. We don't make a lot of product, right? Right. Uh, but what we make is, is, is the best. And, um, you know, then they came, they, they came out with the, uh, with the Legrand after that, the pinging Legrand, stuff like that. So we have, there's definitely, I was on a long conference call with Paris today, um, making sure that January, February, and March, because of our crazy trade show schedules, this year and obviously a TAA in October, you know, we're planning the year out for production because I'm one thing I love to do Coop and Aaron. I love co-branding projects. I love brands. I love licensing. So I'm working on my own things and um, that has to fit into what Favers can produce as well. Right. And, you know, we, this isn't rapid fire machine made quick, 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 quick. I mean, I have idea. We talk about it at Kohl's. We talk about it at Paris. You're probably nine months to a year away from it hitting the market, um, mainly because of quality and making sure it's just perfect. So there's a lot of time. So, you know, I've been working on on projects, you know, for the last six, eight, 12 months for this year. I'm working on 2020. What's it? 2025 already. And um and because of of capabilities and uh, capacity in Favers, sure. But that's fun. That's that's fun, and uh, that's what consumers like. That's what retail. That's what you like. You know, you like to talk about what's down the pike, what's new, and all that stuff too. So you know, we 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 satisfy the hunger of a lot of touch points. Sure. The the one thing I'm, and I, I want to get into some of the core products, but one thing I've always been amazed, like since you introduced me to um, Mark. And mm-hmm. every year at the, at the DuPont booth or the Calls of London booth, DuPont, and they, they were doing this even before you got there, they always do this like one theme. And it's like a, it's ultra high premium. Like, um, but there's not a lot of them you guys sell, but you guys seem to put a lot of effort into whether I know one year 
you did, you did Lamaze this year. I know there was a, a you did one around space one year. So I think it was Star Wars one year. Yeah. So but you guys put a lot into that. Yeah, you guys put a lot into that. What you're talking about is so there's limited editions, and in the limited editions, we have a premium collection and a prestige collection. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just throw out prices and let's just use Le Mans, right? Yeah. So the premium Le Mans, let's say, is $1,800. The prestige line to Le Mans, let's say, is $6,000. But then there's a Hope Creation. And that's what you're talking about. That's around $60,000. Yes, yes. Okay, that's the madness. Now, right. now, there's a method to the madness of marketing and branding with something like that. Okay. That is something that will be in the front center of the booth. And by the way, we sell them. Okay. Right. I believe and, it. But we might sell, <laughs> excuse me, we might sell three to five to 10, whatever. Like right. we have that roulette, the casino complication lighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but that real, in my opinion, so forget the price, the price is relevant, but it shows the craftsmanship of what the, what the, the people at ST DuPont can produce. And you stare at that product and you just say to yourself, what, what, what? So there's a lot behind there. And it's, it's, it's not, look, you know, it's like, ready for this? Do you want to sell, you want to sell Toyota Celicas or do you want to sell Aston Martins? You're going to sell five Aston Martins and 50,000, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. Honda Civics, whatever. So, the 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 pieces that we show are really one of a kinds and it takes them six to eight months to make one piece right so there's just a lot of there it, it it's all part of the brand you know and I, and I I challenge you forget forget the one million dollar table lighter thing whatever that, that right 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 it, that's that's off the table right 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 this is this is a brand that everybody knows and just stares at this thing. Sure. And here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. During the show, my retailers will take pictures of them. And everyone has that one guy, that one lady, that one whale, right? And I'm at the, I'm at the trade show. You got to see this, right? And they FaceTime it. And then I'll get in and I'll explain what it is. And right. so like that, it... It just creates excitement. Uh, it does create revenue, but at the end of the day, it, it's really about the craftsmanship and the know-how of the Maison of of, of St. Dupont doing that type of product. So you hit it right on. Yeah, and then obviously you have the limited light, the lighters and and cutters and stuff, which makes some you know, which are also around that theme, just not as much yeah. of a. Not yeah. much of an of a, of a extravagance, so to speak. Yeah, you got you got it exactly, and it's yeah. yeah, it's no different than it's no different than automobiles, yeah. where you know BMW might launch a new eight series, and there's the basic eight, but then there's the M eight, and then there's probably the M eight plus. So it's you know that's how these 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 luxury houses operate and they work, and uh, you know it would be it would be um. Not boring, but it wouldn't be as exciting when we don't have those those really featured featured pieces. We have, matter of fact, Year of the Dragon we just launched, and there's a basic Year of the Dragon, and then there's this whole creation that is just 
off the charts lighter, you know? So it's, it's that same kind of strategy, same kind of going to market. And by the way, everybody expects DuPont to do those things. So like out of the clear blue, some brand doesn't come out with a $60,000 lighter or a a $50,000 ashtray. Like these are things that we've done forever and ever and ever. Yeah, the one I I remember, Aaron. I think you remember this. We I think we were at the booth together. Uh, we either had the balloon that went up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, the display pieces, the packaging that comes with this madness is is <laughs> off the charts too. Right. But yeah, yeah. So, but by the way, it's expected when you're the leader in the luxury market. Yeah, it's expected for you to do those kind of things. Yeah. I, that's, I all, that. that's all part of the uh, – that's why – by the way, that's why DuPont is who DuPont is and who DuPont will continue to be. Yeah. Oh, this year was funny, Les, because um, my day job, we my company is a Formula One sponsor. We have a lot of big auto guys, and they saw the Lamont stuff on my site because they know what I do in my company, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like they, – and they, I remember one of the guys goes, hey, do you get samples like of accessories sometimes? I'm like, yeah. They go, hey, any shot you can get me these – I said – I know. Stop. No, <laughs> no. I said, I can't remember. I said, no, <laughs> it's not happening. Hey, Coop, hey, Coop, if I had one, cause we sold them, I would give you mine. I don't even have mine. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, you know, there's, and by the way, there's also collectors of ST DuPont. Yeah. That wait for the next limited edition. And I, I, I can't, I am sworn to secrecy, but I guarantee you that what's coming out in 2024 and limited editions will be so off the charts of people coming to you and asking you, Hey, I need this bang. So, you know, super excited for, for that. And, and by the way, the limited editions are an important part of our business, but you never, you never lose sight of your core catalog items. No, but no, the limited editions are the, you know, the French vanilla versus the vanilla stuff like that. But it all, Everything, you know, here's the thing about DuPont, be it the whole creation $60,000 lighter or the line two perfect ping $1,500 lighter, they look, taste, smell, and act all like DuPont. So sure. when you see this product, you know right away that's got to be an SD DuPont product. Right. Right. So let's get into uh, line two. Now, that you said that's yeah. kind of like really one of your foundational products, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, so the, Get into a little bit about the product itself, but so line two is a soft flame lighter, right? For yep. the most part, yep. but it seems like a lot in today, like people like me, we're, we're jet flame people, like we love our jet flames, right? So, how has DuPont been able to kind of bring people over to the, and see the benefits of a soft flame lighter? Well, two, two, two things. First of all, um, you need to get a Legrand lighter because a Legrand lighter has a soft flame and it has a jet flame. All yeah. Yep, that's okay. true. Yep. So, so yep. I just gotta throw that out to you. Yeah. Um, I I again my 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 theory, my belief, my understanding is there's something classy, sexy yeah. about a soft flame lighter, especially after you ping that lid, okay, and you make that sound and you you and you strike the roller and you see this nice little saw. And by the way, the line two lighters have what we call the cigar burner. So there's actually two. Right. There, right. So there's something it's all part of the experience. It's all part of cutting and lighting. 
and having that soft flame where, you know, I've seen guys in, in, in bar in, in lounges, you know, light their cigar with a line two lighter. And then I come back in a little bit and then they're touching it up with one of my torch lighters. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, for different people that, you know, right. you know, you're, if you're outside and you're on a golf course, Hey, I don't think you're bringing your line two lighter in your golf bag and it's going to be thrown in the golf cart. So you want to have your torch lighter for outdoor use. So, you know, there's different, different, different ways to skin the cat and, and light the cigar, but there's nothing more sexy than a line two Chinese uh, lacquer or matte finish, whatever lighter. Right. Uh, trimmed in palladium, trimmed in rose gold, trimmed in yellow gold, you know, you name it. Uh, that's the, that is the, um, let's call it the figurehead, you know, you know, when someone thinks of SD DuPont, uh, it's, it's the line two pinging lighter. It's the pin, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. And by the way, when you look at all these limited edition lighters, there's a reason that every limited edition lighter does have uh, either a Legrand or uh, a line two lighter in it. Uh, because of that silhouette of what people recognize right. as the DuPont for. The the ping is obviously something that's just it's more than visual that it brings to your product, I believe. You know, it's you you know, you hear it, you hear it, and people can hear it go. I mean it's it, it brings another I I think your products, you know, stand on they're fabulous, but when you have that ping, it uh I think it just adds a second dimension to the senses as far as you know, what you guys are doing. I've been in stores where consumers take three or four out to test the ping, regardless of the finish. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of crazy, right? But now we have this perfect ping line where they all are just loud pingers. Right. right? So, so they, they've kind of uh, answered that question to a point, but I, I have, I have seen with my own eyes, people taking three or four, putting it up to their ear and their body goes, that's the one. And, you know, it, you know, it could be, brown trimmed in gold not you know not a classic diamond head rose gold yellow gold platinum palladium finish and they'll buy it because of the sound amazing it is amazing, amazing. and by the way by the way that's all brand that's what that's a good definition of the brand is amazing in the pinging of the lighter yeah how long has the line two been around for Oh, Coop, I know you asked me a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, but I remember, I'm going to say it's been 50 years. It's Because I thought it went back pretty far. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, yeah the last I 10, remember the years. 40th yeah. Anna. Look, it's over 50 years. I remember, no, it was the 60th year, I think. We had a 60 diamond lighter that we had at the trade show. Matter of fact, Coop, it was at Opryland, and that hotel drove me nuts because I got lost every time. Oh, you, oh that, I didn't talk about that. Yeah, I got lost all the time. I at got the lost Opryland. all the time. But Coop, you'll love this story. Right. So we had, and, and you know, in our booth we had the big towers, right? At, at PCA. Yeah. So we had the sixty diamond lighter, and at the time, so this is going back fifteen some years. It was sixty thousand dollars, and I came up with an idea. That in one of those in those towers are three shelves, six feet tall, right? So I took I told my team take every every shelf off except one up high, and I just want that lighter in there all by itself. And by the way, that lighter was not real diamonds; they were all cubic zirconia. No one's going to ship me a sixty thousand dollar lighter yeah, for a trade. Right, show. right. <laughs> so at the door, at the door to enter the trade show, 
there's a policeman. He's just standing there. And he had a gun. I walked over. The guy said, can you see the door from my tower? He said, yeah. I said, can you do me a favor? I got a $60,000 lighter sitting in there. He didn't know it was fake. I want you to stand by the door, by my tower. So all these retailers thinking like, holy shit, Les has got an armed guard. Right. right by <laughs> the tower. They didn't know it was, you know, probably a $800, you know, when it's all said, who knows what it was. Right. 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 But again, that was, that's the mystique of the brand. They all, of course it's real. Of course, all this stuff, but I, I, I apologize. I'll get back to you on how yeah, old it is. I, w- I was just, I was saying it's older than me. I was thinking that's why yeah, I was kind of like, yeah. I, I, was, I was curious. I thought it was older than me. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's gone through not only the perfect ping, but you know, a lot of different finishes, wood inlay finishes, um, ebony finishes, uh, ivory and, you know, inlays in it, diamonds inlaid, sapphires inlaid, rubies inlaid, lacquers inlaid. Like they've, they've really, um, they, they've taken the same silhouette, as I said, you're earlier in the show, but adapted to the current times of what is hot in the marketplace. And those are the finishes that they have. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, like I said, it's an amazing, amazing product as far as it, that goes. Uh, now, you, obviously, you, you talked about the dual option you have as well, which is which is awesome to have. Yeah, Plus and you, that, so that's Legrand, yes. Legrand, yeah. You guys, I know you got. I don't know if it was a limited release or not. Didn't you have a lighter that had a like a GPS tracking device in it? No, so still- I think. I think that was a James Bond limited edition. Yeah, it was similar to James Bond. I remember that. And that yeah. was done. So, so let's let's turn back the hands of time. That was probably done in 2018 or 1917, something like that. Right. That was a Jane. I'm I'm pretty sure that was part of the whole James Bond uh, co branding project. Okay. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You you guys also have been putting a big push on the jet obviously there's a big market for the jet flames um yes and you guys this year you came out with three three you guys yeah yeah okay. so you're right. I, okay, okay my sound's kicking out hang on oh you're you hear me yeah uh doesn't sound like it's coming with your mic though all right that's what it's looking like that now you're now you're back to your mic yeah it looked like it was it went off my mic for a minute. I just heard this clicking. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, let's try it now. You have to sit still. Don't move. <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> for you to sit still is going to be a hard thing to do. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, um, but you came out, you have three lines that you came out with uh, at this past trade show. Um, something for everybody with these. Uh, why don't you talk about those three new ones? Yeah, sure. Have. So the three lines are called the Biggie, the Slimmy, and the Twiggy. Right. And if I if I didn't have this SD Dupont back behind me, because I can't really show anything on the, you know, on the screen. So here's what I love about them. So the Biggie, um, is a five jet flat flame lighter. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Dupont's ever made a. They make the you know the Slim Seven, right? Yeah. Uh, in the mega jet, but they never made a five flamer. And um, and the the finishes from a distant look like a Lagrand or uh, line two lighter. Right. So they have they're available in a black lac trimmed in gold, a black lacquer 
trimmed in uh, palladium platinum, a blue lacquer and gold, and then the diamond head yellow, gold, and the platinum. And from a distance, someone's going to say, oh, look at that. This guy's got a Lagrande or a line too. Right. But it's a flat flame lighter. And, and those have been unbelievably super well accepted at PCA where we launched them, of course, and uh, through the trade already getting reorders. So that's been great. Now you have, let's just call it the younger brother of the biggie that's called the Slimmy. Right. That's three flat flames. And it's it's height and and width is a lot smaller. It's it's not as small as a slim seven, but it's right. kind of right. And works the same way, the same finishes. But we also have a white lac, um, a blue lac, a coral lacquer. So there's it it trends a little more female. Mm-hmm. And then the Twiggy is a taller lighter, um, available in like, and that's more. For you know, it almost looks like a lipstick. Uh, uh, yeah, lipstick, sorry, yeah, right, right. And um, but look, I have seen an enormous growth of female cigar smokers, and the female cigar smokers know love my brand. Yes, and they gravitate to product like that. So that also has been very successful. So, so quite frankly, at the trade show, we introduce and, and take away, <coughs> excuse me, take away the Le Mans, but we introduce three brand new lighters. Yeah. That's a lot, right? Right. Because you normally extend a lot of the lines, you come out with different options, it. but that was, that's what I was saying. That was a big, big year. It was a big, it was a big thing. And, yeah. um, and, and look, the, the showcases, the towers front and center. Uh, and that's obviously, you know, when, you know, cause you know, this coop, when, when someone walks into a trade show booth, the first two words out of them is what's new. Yeah. You know, I like saying, Hey, not much. What's new with you? You know, right. like, okay. You want to know what's new? Come with me. So, you know, the, you know, if, if, if you had, if you had a uh, footprint tracer throughout our whole booth, those three towers with the biggie, the slimmy and the twiggy. Yep. Where the carpeting got worn out underneath them, <laughs> uh, and and that being said, you know that was because it's new product, but above everything else, it's ST Dupont new product, right? And um, the challenge is in the following year, how do you anniversary things like that? <laughs> so you know the good news is product like the Biggie, the Slimmy, and the Twiggy um, will be in the line for a while now. Yeah. So that will be, you know, your core product. And quite frankly, um, you can get it. You know, the the my favorite is the the Diamond Head series at four hundred and twenty five dollars for the biggie. You know, and and that is in my world, um, that is very close to opening price point. I would just say that they were all three were pretty reasonably priced. Yes, yes, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, look, you, you know. Strategy is not only making good product, but strategy is marketing the product that the consumers will buy. Yeah. And you said it, I didn't say it, that you were surprised at the price of those. So you can get into a brand new SD DuPont lighter, uh, and the Slimmy's even less, 375. Right. You know, so so you're you know, you're you're right there. And um, you know, it's people pricing. 
pricing to me, it's all in the beholder, but yeah. you better make sure that you deliver a, the best product for that person, be it the $425 Biggie or the $1,800 Le, uh, Legrand right. or the $60,000 Hope Creation. It better right. be the best. Sure. And um, and we certainly deliver that to our customers. Right, right. And you mentioned like the female uh, cigar enthusiast, at least in Charlotte, it's exploded less the last five years here. It, it, I've seen it like, and it's not just there. You know, I know for a long time, like there are other areas of the country that had very strong female cigar enthusiasts, like hardcore. Atlanta. And, and, yep. Yeah, Atlanta, Chattanooga, like yep. Milwaukee. Sure, I, I would now say Charlotte's there, especially when the pandemic happened. It seemed yep. like it got a lot stronger coming yep. out of it. So yep. I thought that was the first thing when I saw those products. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly a great target audience for that. Because again, yep. I, you, you know, a lot of women like jewelry and accessories. This is something that you put right alongside those things. Yep. And look, look, when you do retail cigar events, the ladies are great. Yeah. They are enthusiastic. They're happy to be there. You know, yeah. they're not like the guy saying, Hey, is the bar open yet? Or, you know, you know, yeah. like, like they want to learn about the pro. And, and by the way, if they want to learn about my product, I can't, I'm, I can't even believe what the cigar guys hear and, and have much fun with the ladies is much fun because like, right. sure. They want to know binder filler wrapper. I'm sure they want to know Nicaragua, Esteli, uh, is the Dominican, yep. you know, is it this, like, like they, the, the, the female smoker, um, is a very educated wanting to learn, wanting to enjoy the best things in the world. And, um, it's a pleasure when you have to spend your time talking to someone. And by the way, not only do I appreciate their passion, they appreciate my passion and my team's passion for talking about our brand. Yeah. And, um, and I can tell you right now that it's only going to get bigger. That I I I think that segment of our consumer, that female segment, and and look 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 at the um the girls from J C Newman. They got their own little thing going on now. She smokes too. Have you seen it? It's fantastic. Yeah, they do the yeah they do that. Yeah, they're great. They're great. And um, I watch it. Right, I'm lucky, but I yeah. watch it too. And they so they're it's it's coming and it's it's not yeah. even coming. It's here. There's yeah. no doubt. Gus, my son was working retail for a while. He had, he left it about three years ago, and it was like right before the pandemic happened. Yeah. He, uh, I, I go into the store he was working with, and he was the only male in the whole store. <laughs> it was a funny. I'm like, I go, you get lucky. He's like, no, but like, I was like, yeah. But but it was the only male in the store that day. I was like, it was weird. I'm like, I never saw anything like that before. Here's the other thing. And like the, 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 and I don't know the right word, but you think, you know, you hear, oh God, it's a cigar shop. Lady doesn't want to go in there. All there are guys, right? And, you know, they're, they're either watching Sports Center or, 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 or CNBC, whatever. It's, you know, but these ladies walk in there and get tons of respect. Yeah. I respect them, but they get tons of respect. They're not, you know, it's, they're nobody's fooled by that, too. They're every bit as smart, educated. Yeah. And consumer powerful purchasing than the males are sure and it's I, it, it's it's very welcome to our industry to have that yeah no it, it is good and like i said you, you do have some products there for that um yeah. and, but hold on 
They also like the big LeBrons in the in the, in the line twos too. Oh, I so, bet. You know, it's you know, but they and it's interesting talking to them because they're you know, it's it's just you really admire. And by the way, there's guys too that know everything about the binder. They all, you know everybody does. It's very rare that you go into, especially look. My product is only available in select retailers. Okay. Okay. And, you know, we're lucky and not that there's bad retailers, but our retailers, you know, it's, it's that type of, of a retailer yeah. with the clientele in the areas and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so you're surrounded by a good retailer, good store clerks and very good consumers. And I spend as much time when I'm on the road sitting in the lounge as I do sitting with the store owner and listening to them on what they like, what they don't like about our product or what you're using now. And, and even with cigars. And um, I think it's super important to understand the end user and the consumer as much as it is your retailer. No, that, I love yeah. cigar lounges. I thank God for cigar lounges that you can have these conversations. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um, I, but you know what's amazing, Glitz? I have seen your products in some stores I wouldn't expect to see your products in, um, because you do have some products that I would say you know maybe it's not uh, line two pricing, um, yeah. but certainly you know um, I've seen you know the the Defi, for example, like in, in the yeah, in like the lower the the entry level jet flames, yes. more entry level. I don't want to say low. I don't want to use the word because I, I, no, I I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, never use the word in luxury. Never use the word cheaper right. lighters. Right. Use entry level. Right. But what I like what you guys have done, and, and I've seen some cigar companies, sometimes they, they'll take a luxury brand and then they'll do something that is very cheap. And I think yeah. that hurts it. I don't think you guys have done that. I think the products, those entry level products are, are every bit luxury products. It's just, you know, at a different price point. Yep. And, and look, you also want to give people, I'll go back to the BMW, Right. Right. The entry so a three series person that buys a three series is eventually going to buy a five or a seven. I guarantee you. Right. They stay with the brand. So my consumer that gets into cigars, hears about Dupont, buys himself a maxi jet or a slim or a Defi double extra, whatever it is. Right. I guarantee you that they hop up to a Legrand or, or um, uh, yeah. a Light Two Perfect Ping too. Sure. So. You, you want people to get into your brand and never leave your brand. Like cigars, people in the accessory business are very brand loyal. Right. Okay. So you get them in and you continue with new product or new finishes and they never leave. And I guarantee you that nobody only has one SD DuPont lighter. I yeah. guarantee you that people have collections. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I didn't even. I didn't even ask you if you're gonna. I know you like. I know you like that Defi. Yeah, but I have, I have my uh, my uh, mini jet as well. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, and they don't leave the house less. That's, they they yeah. usually don't leave my office. So I'm just saying, yeah. I'm known to lose stuff in the house. So, uh, we have a this coop. I think you're gonna be into this. We have a super cool thing that's happening on Tuesday of next week in New York City. So uh, Marco hired a PR firm. Uh, they're big into, into high-end brands, fashion brands, watches. And we have about 30 editors 
Um, I, I took notes here, right? Nine Orchard Hotel in New York City. Next Tuesday night, we have 30 editors. Uh, Alain Curvet, our CEO, is doing an event in Hong Kong on Monday, and he's flying in to New York on Tuesday for this event. Wow. So why am I excited about this? I'm excited about this is because, and, and listen to this. Uh, so obviously, my man Dave Savone is coming from Cigar Aficionado. Uh, right. GQ, Architectural Digest, Esquire, Bloomberg, Forbes, Vogue, Wall Street Journal Magazine, WM Project, and Rob Report, to name a few. Here's what I'm excited about. They are going to understand the brand, understand the lighters, the writing instruments, the small leather goods, the large leather goods. But the hope, and this will happen, is now we're going to get exposure from these fashion magazines. When I say we, we is not SD DuPont. Right. We is our industry. Okay, so we're going to have people seeing lighters, people seeing pens, things like that. This is going to interest the consumer. The retailers, our current retailers will benefit from it as well, too. Exposing a whole new reader, let's call it a whole new consumer to and let's call it the cigar industry. Right. And it's things like that that ST DuPont can do for the industry. Right. And as much as I love all my cigar manufacturers, I don't know that Vogue and you know these these fashion houses magazines would just pick up on a cigar, but they're picking up on all of our accessories, right? And that will lead to even more engagement from a consumer, um, getting it out there. So we're going. I'm, I'll be in the. I'm on that earliest seller train Tuesday morning. Um, we have meetings Tuesday afternoon. We have the event uh, Tuesday night. And um, my dear friends at, at Fuente, uh, Tommy Curtis, Rich Dolak, and of course, Carlito sent me a care package to hand out uh, Fuente cigars nice. uh, to all these people. So look, we're if, if we're going to do something, it's done a right. not only the right way, but the first class luxury way. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, not only are they getting a DuPont lighter and a, and a cutter, um, and they're going to see our leather goods, they're going to see men's accessories, be it a bracelet, be it a cufflink, right. be it chains as well. Um, but they also, and it's good for, it's just good for the industry, not only for Fuente, but it's good for the industry in a whole that we're bringing all this together uh, for uh, eventually good consumer engagement, be it in print, be it over their websites, things like that. Right. So um, I'm super excited about it. You know, to me, um, I love PCA and I love I love all the trade shows, TAA, TV. I love going to those things, but this is something different for us. And um, we're all at Kohl's very excited um, to have this opportunity from this PR firm uh, that's putting it together for us. That is a great idea. You know, the number one of the number one questions I get, right? is when a team wins a championship and they're lighting up a cigar, the yeah. first question, and they see that cigar, the first thing I'm being asked is, what's that cigar? You know, that's the first thing I'm saying. So, and I've seen a, lately a couple of brands got, have had a little traction with it. Um, yeah. There was there was a crazy one. LeBron James was smoking some tiny brand, again, some tiny brand out of Ohio. Happened to have reviewed the cigar. 
and it was identified. It was this Y.O. cigar, right? Some obscure brand wow. reviewed. And it ended up like being like one of my most read articles of the year. When I got, cause I think I was the only <laughs> one who had reviewed this cigar. Well, look, that's all. That's all the power of LeBron. Yeah. But you get okay. product into someone's hand or you got type medium like you're talking about. It doesn't have to be a sub, but a medium people see that and it does make an impact. Yeah. And, and look, I'm also, I'm also putting my own challenge together to get that one gigunda person and do something with, and kind of like what I did with James Bond when I, you know, yeah. when I called James Bond, we got it done. That stuff goes a long way. Um, and they got to know the brand. They got to love the brand because I'm certainly not going to say, hey, LeBron, Mark Cole is giving you a check for 150 grand here to uh, use his DuPont lighters. You right, I mean? right. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's how these guys roll. I got buddies that are all sports agents, especially in golf. And and I've done some things just as, as lighter stuff like that. But if you want to get serious, they're going to be like, hey, Les, you want to play? Well, you know, you want... You want me to take the swoosh off my jersey and, right. and put SD Dupont on there? I don't think so. So, but it's those kind of things. It's those kind of influencers too. By the way, yeah. Even you, and by the way, even you with with what you're using and what you know, it's there's there's just a lot of things that people um, catches their eyes. I'm very aware whenever I'm watching anything or go anywhere. Um, what's going on? Hey, look, there's a reason that people don't take the bands off their cigars, right? They yeah. want to show off what they're smoking. Yeah. So it's the same. It's it's the same thing. It's you know to me to me marketing, marketing is a lot of fun. Right. Right. And and I think that a marketing eye and a mark you know you I don't think you can teach marketing marketing. I think you're born with it. I think right. you're born with catching different things or seeing different things in logos or seeing different things in advertising. But but that's. That's a lot of fun to me. I I love marketing and I love finding the co-branding partnerships that, by the way, when you co-brand something, that brand can't benefit more than we can benefit from them. So right. it's an equal partnership. Right. And and you you pick and choose the neighborhood that you live in and you pick and choose your partners and you do it for strategic reasons as well as it all makes sense for everybody involved look right behind you we just did for nick i was just with nick on monday he did for his 30th anniversary what what a great cigar that is and success he's having uh we made nick 30 uh line two lighters with that exact same logo that's behind you oh wow okay. and, and and nick's gonna be doing some with those and we only made 30 uh well actually 29 because number one goes with nick and i I want Arthur to have number two, but I right, think right. <laughs> I think I think NP three or Janine might get two or three. I'm not sure. Right. right, right. At the end of the day, a not only is that at a special anniversary that Perdomo is a special family to me and to the brand, and that have Nick want to do something with us for his 30th anniversary is pretty special. Sure, um, no, I I agree. So, so there that you know that falls into. Into little projects. Look, look, those aren't big projects and those aren't on a national level. I mean, a worldwide international level, but they're strategic enough for, for everybody um, and for their consumer base as well. Yeah, I actually, you know, I've been watching what they're doing with the 30th. I've enjoyed the cigars and they're affordable, right? But I've noticed they have had a, a couple of high-end humidors. Now you just mentioned the lighters. 
So they're obviously, you know, using that the cigars as a base, but they have other offerings for that luxury market, which I think is is very smart what they're doing there. Uh, Look, that Nick's, not gonna, Nick's not going to go to an Asian import and land the lighter for two dollars and ninety five cents that has five flames and put the thirtieth anniversary logo on. No, no, no. And, and but he's going to come to us. So there's that's that's when I told you, you know, you pick and kind of choose your 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 partnership. You pick and kind of choose kind of what's you know. And, and let me tell you, he I actually before the trade show started, uh, Arthur wanted me to come to their booth to present. Nick never saw the lighter. By right. the way, and Nick's tough, right? Oh yeah. By the way, Nick never saw the packaging that Arthur did for the cigar either. I, yeah, no, I I I can't hold the whole. That's nuts. That's nuts. So so anyway, I went to the Perdomo booth and handed Nick the number one out of thirty, and um, it was very special for me to do that, and I know it was special for him to have me there, and vice versa. Right. And that look, that gets back to Coop, the dominoes of my first um, TAA knowing these people for a long, a lot of years. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's a, every business and in every industry is built on relationships. There's no question about it, but this industry, you know, I've been in the pen industry. I've been in the jewelry industry. I've been in the clock industry through Calibre, all these industries, you know, what blows my mind is that you go to a trade show and competitors in the cigar industry hug each other. Let me tell you, I mean, if you go to Basel to the watch fair or you go to these jewelry things, I guarantee you the the CEO of, of, of Tag Heuer is not hugging the Rolex guy, right? <laughs> but these guys hug everybody. And I remember the first thing is this is crazy. Like you guys compete, but they fight for this whole legislation, taxation, like they're all in this together. And that's what makes this industry so damn special is the relationships amongst everybody. I'm sure they want to win. I'm sure they want to, you know, beat him and beat her, you know, all that stuff. But they fight together and through all this fighting in which they're winning, it's brought their friendships and the industry even that much closer together. Sure. And that's a good thing, by the yeah. way. No, it is a good thing. It, it is kind of, uh, and you know, some of, I, I see some of the infighting. Right, but then I see the hugging. I'm sure. Yeah, then I see the hugging. So it's kind of you know it's interesting to see that, um, because I think it again. I think the yeah. it's like a family. You fight within your family, but when there's an outside threat to your family, what happens? The family rallies behind everybody, and I think that's what we see in the cigar business. Yeah, there, there's there's no doubt about it. And uh, but I can tell you, I was like, I was blown away my first trade show. I remember I said to Levenger, I said, everyone hugs everybody here. Right. This is crazy. I don't want to hug anybody. I want to win. And it was just, you know, it was that kind of, um, that laid the so, groundwork so, to me. What's going on? Yeah. So the so the cross pen guys weren't hugging the mom plunk guys. Uh, are you, you kidding know. me? I, right now, ready for this? The Parker, the Parker people, or the Waterman people, or the Mont Blanc people? I would do. I, I'm telling you, I that they they are enemy number one. To me. <laughs> I knew them. I hold on. I knew them. I shook their hand and I walked by and I'd say like, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> Okay, and by the way, that might happen between Rocky or Carlito or George or Nick. You know, I don't know what goes on behind the closed doors. Right. Okay, but what I do know is that I see a lot of just people in everyone, and they're in everyone else's booths. You know, if the Parker Waterman and Mont Blanc came in my booth at the stationery show, I'd have the police guy escorting them out of my booth <laughs> in a in a second. Yeah, right. It's a great. I love. I love the industry. That's great. That's great. Yeah. 
And but you you know as far as the co-branding, you 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 mentioned co-branding with this, but you're taking co-branding to another dimension here, uh, or another channel as well as you know in addition to having the manufacturer, you got you're you're now targeting different markets with this, and I think that's a really smart move what you're doing. Yeah, and so by the way, this whole PR event is going to open the doors. Look. I said earlier that we're the only true luxury brand that's in the best department stores, jewelry stores, gift stores around the world. Okay. And there's no reason that what we're doing now that the Bergdorf Goodman or the Barneys, whatever, you know, stuff like that, you know, that should be a goal because they get our products, you know, into that. But, you know, you, you know, you, you need, you need help. What I mean by help is that you need touch points, to help you and the PR people, you know, these, these, these buyers in these major jewelry stores and major department stores all read these magazines or get on their websites online and they start seeing this kind of stuff. So um, that's a, that's a short to long-term goal of ours. Uh, I'm sure we'll win and we'll get it done. Um, But we will never, ever, ever, forget where we started and that's from the uh the brick and mortar tobacconist absolutely never ever absolutely absolutely all right aaron anything else we want to hit product wise with less no pretty deal went through it through it all so yeah Les, was there anything you wanted to touch on that we didn't touch on no i um no i'm glad you brought up the biggie the slimmy and the twiggy and i'm glad you brought up the whole limited editions um no i um I think, um, you know, unless there, there's there's anything else, I you know, I got some more. Yeah, but, yeah I, I'm going to put you through some of our torture questions before we kind of get into a couple of other things. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was exempt from my age with the torture question. No, you get the torture <laughs> question. Nope. You get the, the, the and I'm moving. Okay. Mike's going again. Okay. All right. So uh, these are easier. The, the, well, one's hard. Okay. So this this less is what we call our um, our Florida Sun Grown Beef segment. Okay, uh, brought to you by Florida Sun Grown Tobacco and Corona Corona. That's fun. All right, it's gonna be a fun night with this microphone. All right, I want to know less because you do a lot of traveling. What's your favorite steakhouse? Um, I would say Capitol Grill because it really started up here in Rhode Island. Well, we got to go to Capitol Grill downtown, Charlotte. Uh, we have to go. Okay, it's uh, I I I yeah. when, when Cole, we have uh, a Christmas party every year, when my company Cole, had an, uh, is that I got to tell you, hey, Coop. Hey, hey, uh, all right. Sorry, Box, the mic, guys. When, when, um, I'm using a different machine. I think it's screwy. Oh. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unplug real quick. So hang on a second. Yep. Back? Sound good to me. It's not using the uh, mic yet. It, it it will go. It should no, go now. You're yeah, good. you're good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No less. Uh, when my company had an office in downtown Charlotte, uh, COVID, we closed it. So, uh, but that was it was right like a walking distance from the Capitol Grill. I go to a block down. Yeah, and and by the way, I'm not that big of a steak guy, but I love the wedge salad there. Oh, it's good. And if you're if Aaron hates seafood, but their fried calamari is the best. Yeah, but see, I can't a coop. When you live in Rhode Island and the calamari is basically out of the Narragansett oh. Bay and up here, there's no way in the world I'm eating calamari in Charlotte. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> when uh, when I was up there last, uh, and I know about Galilee's where I go, 
Like, there you I go. What do you want that do? You're yelling at me because I don't see you in Charlotte, I know. and now you come to Galilee, and I didn't even know that. Well, I'm, we're gonna, you know, and I forgot you go to Rhode Island. That's my, so it's my fault. Um, but you, you remember Mark Feely, Stogie Santa? I don't know if you know him. Yeah. yeah, he's like a dear friend of mine. He's retired, but he he lives up there, and I and I happened to uh, when I was in Boston, swing over there, and he took me over to Galilee. Yeah, and yeah. Was, so, yeah. Look, hey, Coop, next, I, I'll get you the I'll get you the best chowder and the best calamari and the best clam cakes and all that stuff too. So, um, well, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I think yeah. I think I'm gonna go up there in the spring. So I'll let you know. I'm gonna let wait till know, the Coop. yeah the winter's. I'm not gonna chance going up in the winter with bad weather. So I'll just wait. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't want to look. Look, even by the way, unless you know if you fly American, you can get here on one stop. But I'm a Southwest guy. I go through Baltimore. It takes me six hours to get to Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I've had. I have to sometimes take that stopover. Um, mm -hmm. I usually take the American flight, and it's usually pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. uh, right at, in the Green Airport. Mm -hmm. You got it. Listen to you. Yeah. You got well, it. Well, when we had meet, it's funny. We had a national sales meeting in Boston. Uh, yeah. and I knew to fly into Green Airport. No one, no one knew about this, right? And it, yeah. it was basically our office. Uh, is in Chelmsford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everyone now goes to Chelmsford who lives in part can fly into Providence T Green Airport, which yeah. they do it. They they've learned that trick. I'm like, yeah, that's that's I, don't deal so with Logan. If I'm, on, if I'm on a six thirty flight in the morning, I wake up at five o'clock. Listen to this. I wake up at five, five, ten, shower, drive to the airport, park my car, and I'm at the gate with still a half an hour to go. I'm forty five minutes doing all that stuff to the airport because no one's there. Yeah. Or vice versa with me going to get the rental car is real. You take uh, there's like a walkway you take to the rental. And by the car. way, the walkway is as big as the state. It's as long as the state. But but it's you get that. It's I don't have to take a shuttle, which is nice. So yeah, Rhode Island. Rhode Island is not exactly the most non uh, little little politically corrupt there too. I guarantee you, whoever's in the people mover business in Rhode Island didn't have to make that <laughs> that that walkway ten football fields long. Right, right. I bet. I bet. All right, so I, I I hope I pass my first question. No, uh, yeah. Now this is gonna be the tougher one. Uh oh. All right. This is the ties that bind question. Uh, yeah. brought to you by Tobacco RSA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco RSA, great things are happening here. So let's. I name three things here. Okay, and you got to tell me what the three things have in common. Okay. Um. Okay. Now we just talked about places. Now, Aaron doesn't know the answer to this question. I don't usually tell him, but I'm going to name places, and you got to tell me what all three of these places have in common. Coop, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Okay. <laughs> we don't fool around here, you know? Okay. All right, all right, all right. Ready? So the first one is Nicaragua. Okay. The second one is Washington State. And the third one is the Big Island of Hawaii. I was so much better at sports trivia when we were on <laughs> You got that one coming. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. um, Nicaragua, Washington, Nicaragua, Big Island of Hawaii. Well, they have three syllables, but that's not your answer. That's um, not my answer. They have something in the states. Or, or those locations. They're not all states. Two, one's a country, two a state. But they have something there. It's common to all three. It's not trees. It's not grass. And it's not water. 
So water's not the answer. So wait, wait. Like if so, if I don't know this answer, am I never getting invited on your show again? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's absolutely. Not the case. No, okay. absolutely not. You could give up at some point. Anytime. I can tell you right now. I can tell you. I first of all, I've never been in Nicaragua. Uh, I've been to Seattle, and I'm trying to compare the two before I even get to Hawaii. Um, which no. So I have absolutely. This better be a good answer. I'm. I'm gonna get start getting mad at you. All right, fair enough. Now, Aaron, I'll give you a chance to steal the answer here. All right. Uh, they all have volcanoes? Correct. All right. And they all have active ones. Yeah. Which was the one. Yeah, they all have volcanoes. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm, you know what? I'm not that embarrassed. Good one, Aaron. I'm, glad you probably make that. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy if you're on that one. I never... Um... <laughs> I wasn't even close. I'm thinking about people that might live there. I'm, th- you know, you got me in three different, <laughs> yeah. different directions. Yeah, I've actually seen the volcanoes in all three states too, which was uh, that's what came up with that. I've been to the, I saw Mount St. Helens. I've seen the one in Nicaragua, and I've seen, I've been to the Big Island, and we climbed up a volcano there. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, so, that's uh, cool. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yep. So they all have volcanoes. So there you I go. Still, you weren't. It was, that was a tough. One. Back? I, I thought that. Yes, you're invited back. Okay. <laughs> You're always a buyback. back. All right. So, so Les, I'm going to do a, a small break, and then this last segment's a lot shorter, and then we'll, you'll, you'll be, uh, you won't turn into a pumpkin at midnight. You go. All right. So first, I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden days of the size of Cuba, it's a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate. It fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasaran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and touring tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products market with authentic Corojo. Now, with Jerry Tobacco, Hunas and Husto bring our very own brand to market, each contain the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Sumatra. Each represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco. Legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And by Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take uh, pride in the fact that they're cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers such as Padron. Aganorsa Leaf and Drew Estate. They have the best selection, best customer service, and money saving discount cigar prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes Magazine sent the Corona Cigar Company as best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retail by Smoke Magazine. Cigar Aficionado wrote Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. You can place the order online at one of their five uh, Central Florida cigar, excuse me, at their website or visit one of their five Central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And we're going to get into our Alec Bradley Live True segment sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com to find out more about their cigars Live True. So, Les, in the Live True segment, we take a little break from some of these. Uh, we already kind of deviated a little from some cigar talk, but we're going to go way off the uh, reservation here. Yeah. Uh, you and I were, were messaging earlier uh, last week, actually, and you mentioned yeah. uh, you and I didn't notice. I knew you had some interest in sports for sure. Yeah. But, um, and something we've actually talked about on a, Aaron, I think we did a show, a segment that was a long time ago, yeah. um, but it was just me and you talked about it. But you have an interest in, in, in trading cards. Oh, I love him. And yeah. I didn't know that. So, um, yeah. 
Let's talk a little about that, Les. How did you get into well, I, trading cards? I, I how I got into it, basically. So you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I didn't and, know that either. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my Steelers lost to the Patriots. Bad. Twenty-one eighteen tonight. I would just check that. Wow, that's bad. It's <laughs> horrible. It's horrible, especially when you live in New England. It's horrible when you're a Steeler fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, my my uncle had a SNS cigar candy cigar distributorship in Cleveland, which is like two hours away. Yep. We would visit him, and I'd buy, and I and, and I'd always come back with boxes and boxes of of baseball cards. Okay. Right. And I remember Roberto Clemente cards. I remember putting them in the spokes of my my bike. I remember flipping them at school. All that you know, in I was in eight, like seven years old. Remember when they did that? We did that all the time at school. Oh, flip the cards, yeah. Poop, poop. And 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 my my two tires on my bike, they had to be all Clemente cards. Okay. Yeah, I did that. Uh, you know, I, when we did that, oh, I forgot I did that. Oh, with the oh, hurts. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so long story short, so and of course, my mother probably threw you know threw away all my cards. And um, and then like in nineteen late eighties nineties, I started getting back into it. I remembered the cards, and started buying cards. I'm really, I, I'm really into the backs of the cards. Mm -hmm. Learning about the college the guys went to, the stats like like today's cards they don't have that information. I always thought that was fascinating, and I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, so I collect basically everything. Everything that Michael Jordan, you know, I have his 86 Fleer rookie card and sticker and like all the, you know, all the different sets that he's in. I'm, I'm into doing that. And then over COVID, my son got into it and it really got us closer together. Like, wow. you know, you know, we would do card shows or we would, you know, collect cards together. And it was a lot of fun. And, he, you know, obviously my my collection is, you know, I have a 55 Clemente rookie car. I have every Topps card that Roberto's on. But being in Pittsburgh, I've got all Marino cards, all Dorset cards, all uh, Mary Lemieux rookie. My son's got a Sid Crosby rookie. Um, you know, cards are a lot of fun because there's so many different ways you can go at it. You can go at it by sport. You can go at it by team. You can go at it by player. And I think what's interesting is my son, some a lot of the cards that I bought, he ended up selling and he made a lot of the profit on them. But you know, it taught him a lot. You know, he's a junior at University of Tampa, but he learned a lot of good business. When to sell, sell high, sell low, buy high, buy low. You know, you get, uh, you know, somebody that's played, you know, somebody that had three touchdowns last week, you throw his cards right up on the on eBay, you know, or versus a quarterback that threw three interceptions, you're going to lose money on that card. So so the business side of it's fun. But, um, you know, we, I, I really, you know, I enjoy looking at my cards, um, you know, categorizing them, cataloging them, stuff like that. And um, there's actually a very good card store in Matthews. Have you been to the card store in Matthews? Yeah, I know about it. I haven't yeah. been there. I know about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I go when I'm there, I get one of my guys that, that works at, at Kohl's. And, then, you know, we, we go out because I'm a big um, cookout guy. Right. So we'll get cookout. cookout. Oh, so oh, the one place you get like good food at three in the morning here. Oh, yeah, it's great. The pineapple yeah. milkshakes are the best. Yeah. Anyway, so on the way to cookout, we stop at the card store and, um, you know, and he'll, you know, I, I got to know the guy and, and, you know, he'll, he'll have like a, you know, a, a bat, you know, I just picked up a 1976 Pops basketball set with like David Thompson rookie. Um, Pete Maravich is in there, you know, things like that. And I think there's, it's, it's a lot of fun 
just looking and reading about cards. I think that's what I enjoy the most of it. I haven't sold a card in my life. You know, someday, I, unless I give everything to my son and my daughter, but um, I think I'll have fun marketing and selling cards maybe. Yeah. But I don't want to get rid of my Jordan rookie or my Clemente rookie. You know, I mean, that's, those are things that are, uh, and I like memorabilia. You know, I have a lot of signed stuff. Um, I've got, you'll be into this. I've got a Michael Jordan golf tournament flag signed by Jordan, Dean Smith, Wayne Gretzky, Dr. J, you know, all that, you know, DuPont, we were a sponsor of that one year too. And I got to get a lot of stuff. So like autograph signed things I think are really cool. Yeah. Um, and it just, I think it just brings you back to your youth. I think, you know, when I look at these old cards from the sixties and seven or the late sixties, early seventies, like I remember them. I remember looking at these cards or, you know, you remember the player and you, you know, Sean Kemp, you remember Sean Kemp and you yeah. know, mm-hmm. not Sean Kemp. I'm, I'm making it up. David Thompson's a great example. Bill Walton and like, and just, you know, how they looked is hilarious. You know, like, you know, the old um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar cards are just hilarious. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fun hobby. Um, and you know, it's, it's one that, um, do I spend a lot of time? No, I'm working too hard to spend time on it, but I'm always on eBay looking at my cards or, or, or deals that are out there or like, you know, looking at kind of where, where, where the market's trending right now. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think, I also think that like sports cards, I think there's a lot of guys in cigar lounges that smoke cigars that collect sports cards. I really do. I think, okay. that, I think that it's there. Not that, Trust me, I'm not going to come out with an SC DuPont sports card edition. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's, you know, like like watches and pens. I think I think there's card collectors out there that um that are also um knowledgeable in the cigar industry. Yeah. Um Do you collect it, any cards? I I used to. I haven't yeah. I haven't. My boys didn't really get into it. Yeah. I want to ask you, it's like you, I know the story you, you're talking about. It's right across the street from the Chinese restaurant I go to, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I know exactly what you're talking about. This is the one on John's it's the one on John Street, I'm pretty sure. I don't uh, know the name of the streets, but I know that I know it's there. Is it is it it's triple A? Is it triple A the one you go to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I I yeah, I haven't and I shame on me. By I haven't way, been it's impossible to to park. That's the bad part about that area. Yeah, it's a pain yeah. to park around there. Pain to park, yes. Yeah. There's no parking lots or anything. No. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, which is probably why, like when I, why I always order takeout from that that Chinese place mm-hmm. too. Um, you, you made you said something interesting. Was in the eighties, it was baseball cards. The the non baseball cards weren't. They've gotten bigger recently, and it seemed like you really have secured some stuff in the non baseball world. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? The older cards weren't produced as as hefty as the newer cards are, right? Uh huh. And Barring Marino, Dorset, Jordan, you know, I got I got Bird and Magic's rookie. Unless they right. pull a unless they pull pull a Bill Cosby, their their rookie card values and their trade card values, you know, they're in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah, and there's and I and I also think that collecting the you know vintage can be defined in many people think vintage is fifties and forties, you know, back 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 back. You know, to me, vintage is anything over 30 some years old, stuff like that, right? So that gets you to what? The 80s, the 90s, stuff like that. And unfortunately, a lot of, they call it like the junk wax error or something like that, where where you found 
cards for sale, not only in card stores, but look, you can go to Walmart, Target, anywhere right now and buy sports cards. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So here's the problem, right? They're not making, let's make it up. They're not making 3,000 of these. They're making 300,000 of these cards. Yeah. And um, they're beautiful. Like the, the cards are beautiful. They're perfectly looking and they, they're shiny and all that stuff. But there's something about, look, I can remember, I can remember opening up packs of cards, man, and eating that gum. And that gum sucked, but you no, it was terrible. It was like brick. It was like a brick. It was brick card. It was well, a, didn't pay attention it was a to big it. rectangle. You were going through the cards at the time. You didn't pay yes. attention to what it tasted like. But that's yes. why they they did that to sell gum originally. That's why they yeah. created these. Yeah. That was. Yeah. And then what's funny is you'll see on some of the old cards, like the the seventy basketball cards and stuff like that, where the guy will say, "Hey, I have this. Let's make this up." You know, I've got this Julius Irving third year card, but it has gum stains. Because yep. gum stuck on there and he couldn't get the gum off there, right? So, like, but again, it you know, everybody has hobbies, you know, people might collect stamps or right. coins, I don't know, like that, right? But I just I enjoy it, brings me back to my childhood. A, but when you read some of the and some of these cards have like jokes on the back, you know, it's almost like remember the old bazooka gum, yeah, it, yep. a cartoon in there, you know, it, it brings you back to your childhood. And as I said to you before, you know, like, you know, I got cards that have Aaron Mays and Clemente on them, right? Um, all three together, like RBI leaders, hits leaders, stuff like that. And you just have a photographic memory of seeing all these cards. I think that's how I pulled the Willie McCovey answer from you guys last time I was on the show. Like, yeah. I just remember in my, I wish, I wish going to high school, my educational years, I was so into books and studying <laughs> than I was looking at the back of, of sports cards. Did But yeah, it goes. So I used to, I was buying the packs. Like my, my, we had a, we had a candy, a literal like confectionery candy store in Brooklyn. Sure. I buy the packs. And then I remember I got a subscription to this magazine called Baseball Digest, at like nine years old. Cause I was really getting into baseball. And it was mm -hmm. a small magazine. And in the back mm -hmm. of it, there was an ad. You could buy the whole set of Topps cards for 14, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 14 bucks. And that's so after like 1975, I, I didn't even buy the packs anymore. I, I just every year would get the, my, my, my dad would get me the set. Uh, and then we got the, you know, the binders. We put them in and everything. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, what we did yeah. after that. Yeah. So we stopped doing that. And then, um, yeah, but it was it was like it, today. I think it's. I don't think people go buy the packs anymore. I don't think the packs are. I think people now. Well, so what happens now? And it's kind of in my. So let me tell you that that baseball digest. I have old ones with Clemente on the cover that I collect, right? And you can you can see those ads, and there'll be ads for like fifty two mantles for like right. twenty eight bucks, thirty six bucks back then. Yeah. I guess that was a lot of money, right? Yeah. But what goes on now, guys, is they're called breaks. So, for instance, you someone opens up a whole box and you yeah. get all the Steelers, okay? And she's the, or the Dolphins, right? But for instance, but you might pay five hundred bucks, but you might get a Kyrie Kill. I'm just making up card signed yeah. autograph, or you might get zero. Oh, and I remember. So during COVID, my boy Alex and I we did one of these breaks, and they're very addicting, by the way. Yeah, and. It was by numbers, and we won a Saquon Barkley signed card. Oh, wow. And we were so excited, 
But I had Alex so, so sell it right away because being a Pitt fan, he went to Penn State. I didn't want it in the collection. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also remember growing up, I would buy Alex tons of bat football cards, and he hated the Patriots because he's a Steeler fan. And he would rip up or throw away every Tom Brady card. <laughs> oh, yes. I kind of respected him for it, right? <laughs> but so you're talking about 20 five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? And and I can remember him, Brady sucks, Dad. I don't want Brady, right? And throw them away. But like those are the memories that you have with this stuff. But um, you know, it's it's funny too, because even you know, my wife, we we also like going to antique stores, and then there's always old cards in the antique stores. And, you know, but they're always a lot higher than they are on eBay because you can't really bid and auction stuff like that. But it's just fun. It's just fun. It's fun seeing um, and remembering like, you know, if you're a Cincinnati Red fan and you see the Joe Morgan and the Concepcion and the Rose, you know, like all the different picture cards. And you just remember like, um, you know, I've got I've got some signed Brooks Robinson cards and I remember Quayar and Palmer. And, um, you know, like that whole team, because they played against the Pirates in the World Series. And, you know, you see this stuff and you, it, it it brings you back to the events that happened through the cards, if that makes sense. Yeah. Aaron, when you when yeah. you were getting cards, I want to ask Aaron this question. When you were getting cards, were you were you into the stats on the cards? Because that was a big deal for me. Like that was, yeah, way- it was it, that was a big deal for me as well. Yeah. Um, so I like the tops cards because they had the entire career and then career on it. Yes, that's what I like. Which yeah. would have like maybe only like the last five years or something like that. So you couldn't yeah. like Don Russell only like five years or something like that. So yeah. right, right, was, right, right. It was hard to like really kind of get a sense of it. But when you knew when you pulled flipped a card over and you could barely read the print because it was so small, so they could fit like fifteen years <laughs> worth of stats on there. Plus, yeah. plus their minor league stats, like the yeah. top three lines or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, yeah. so it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so do you still have them now, Aaron? I still have all my cards. We, yeah. we sold out. So, hey, hey, so yeah. I told I told you. So my favorites are easily my Clemente rookie, my Jordan rookie, Marino rookie, Dorsey rookie. What's your favorite card? See, I don't have a lot of old cards. I had like a small window. I was like, uh, like I had cards from like eighty-two to probably, like, and I stopped around ninety. That that was kind of my window of when I my sport was, or anything. Uh, pretty much baseball. I have a small amount of football and a small amount of hockey, uh, but mainly it's all baseball. Um, and, um, I have some like early Boggs cards and, That's cool. uh, I have an old Richie Allen card, like 68, 69, something that's like cool. that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, I got, a, I got a lot of like. I got Griffey rookies and Conseco yeah. rookies, McGuire rookies, Will Clark rookies, Bonds yeah. rookies. Like that's kind yeah. of the arrow of where I was at. So you have the you have the Bonds. It looks like it's the wooden frame. The top yep, the eighty seven tops. Yeah, yeah. Listen to you. Listen yep. to you. Yep. You got any? You got any Gretzky? Uh, see, I think I think all my hockey cards are still in packs. I don't think I ever opened them. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? Yeah, I think so. Um. And that, I don't have a ton. I think I might have like 15 packs. I don't even remember what year they're from or what brand, but I think so they're if, all If still I were you and you were me right now, I'd tell <laughs> Coop, you're taking care of the show, Coop. I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah. and see. So here's what you do. So so I'm sure you know this too, Aaron, but just find what the packs are. Go on the eBay, yeah. type it in, and then don't, and then start looking at what was sold, all that stuff too. Because 
right. unopened packs. If it's particular, like even the 87 tops traded with bonds. Right. Yeah. And by the way, I think bonds is, should be in the hall of fame. I'm a big bonds fan. Right. Uh, my point is you have a chance of getting that like the 86 Fleer cards with the Jordan rookie. Yeah. I don't know if it's a 25 grand, 20 grand of a pack. I mean, it's, it's nuts. If you have those, if you have that OPG, if you have that, even the Lemieux, the Lemieux pack, you know, in the hockey, hockey, hockey to me is a sleeper thing because a lot of people don't collect hockey, which means there's not a lot of supply out there. Is it OPG yeah. Canada? What it's, are the OP- it's a Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So my my Mario Lemieux card is an OPG rookie, yeah. which is less produced than the Tops one. And by the way, they both look the same. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I I remember when the Tops, there was some, I don't know if there was an antitrust thing that happened with Tops. And then it opened the door for Fleur Dunruss and all that when that happened. Well, I remember. The- well, yeah. So, so, you know, you catch me off guard. Um, Tops. The Tops, I think it had to do with licensing too. That's what it was. It was an exclusive license. Right. Yes, it wasn't any trust. Yes. It was so an exclusive like license. Upper deck, yeah. upper deck deck comes in and that's your Griffey rookie, I'm sure. Right. You know, yep. they had all 89. that crap, right? Yeah. And, you know, Fleer, there was a company called Star before the 86 Fleer in basketball, then Fleer had it. Then all of a sudden in like, even before that um, in like the, in the 7980 panel cards was the magic bird and Julius Irving rookie card, three little ones together, which I got that set. That's a cool set. But then 81 their next year, magic and bird had their own card. And then like top just stopped. Like something happened. I don't know what happened. Right. And then somebody else came in. I think, you know, it's 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 what's interesting too is to go to these cards shows mm-hmm. and look, look, you got to be careful because there's a lot of sleaze balls, you know, that are yep. take advantage. You know, you got the let the buyer beware. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you got to do your homework on this stuff. And um very rarely do I go to a show and buy something. Unless what I will do is I'll buy packs with Alex and I, so we have something to open on the on the ride home. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. But very rarely will I buy something from somebody I don't know. I would tell you I probably never would buy anything from someone I don't know. And even on eBay, like I do a lot of like contact the seller and we talk a little bit. Before you know mm-hmm. it, you know, oh, you live in Miami. I live in Miami. Oh, you do boom, 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 boom. And then you know you 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 know it's just. There, you you, you 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 can weed out the characters and you can and, yeah. and keep the better people and i think that's like with everything but aaron those unopened packs could be monsters yeah I've, uh maybe this weekend i'll slide I got, they're all like underneath the bed in the guest room so i've got them like in those long those like long cardboard yeah those white boxes yeah, 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 yeah. so I'll, I'll slide those out yep. and see what pull out what year and brand they are yeah yeah but those <laughs> um the baseball thing, look, everybody loves baseball. Baseball is America back in those days, right? right I mean, yeah. now you can, I mean, football is king of everything. Right. But um, there's there's a lot of fun. And I also like it because, you know, you take care of your cards. You put them in the in the cases. You you know, there's there's a lot to be said about, yeah. about doing a lot of that stuff, too. But, yeah, I, I love it. It's a lot of, you know, when I, you know, I work till probably eight or nine at night because I've got, People, I got my man Doug on the West Coast, so you know they close at five o'clock, eight o'clock my time, and then you know after dinner, I'll I'll be on eBay or watching something on the on sports or watching Real Housewives with my wife. But 
I'll have my eBay going and just seeing, you know, I just Google Michael Jordan or Google Marino and just see what's out there. And yeah, my other favorite thing are these patch. Have you seen these patch cards? So basically what it is, is it's a card. Like I have a one of three Marino that's actually a cutout of his jersey. Yeah, it's like it's like a little slot in the card. You got it. Kind of you got there. it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and if you can get the rookie patch auto, that's yeah. like the holy grail. So, yeah. but I have a lot of patch autos. I have a lot of Marino patched autos. And the more, you know, a white patch of Marino, just a jersey, is nowhere near as cool as maybe having a little bit of the dolphin's face and an orange and an aqua or a teal and like yeah. multi-colored. So there's a big premium for the amount of colors or what the patch acts like. I have a lot of Steeler patches that are actually the logo. Mm-hmm. And like that's like Najee Harris or something like that. And that's super cool. And that, you know, stuff like that holds their value. But all these new cards, you know, the, you know, look at like your man, LaMelo Barr. He just got hurt, right? So like, you know, his cards were going off the roof. And then all of a sudden a guy gets hurt and he's out for the rest of the season. You know, see you later value. So it's. Always go with the Hall of Famers. Always go with the older guys because they're going to keep their value. Just since you mentioned him, Najee Harris and I went to the same high school. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Listen to that. Aaron, I can tell I, you something. We did, obviously not at the same time, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I went to the uh, same high school as Curtis Martin. I think that's there pretty cool, too. And by yeah. the way, I have I have a lot of Curtis Martin cards. Well, he went to Pitt, but um, Hall of Famer, autograph cards. The autographs are cool. I think anything that's on. So here's here, here's the funny story. You guys like this. So that that flag I was telling you about, there's a company called JSA. They authenticate all the app, all the autographs because there's a lot of people out there that practice Michael Jordan's signature. Yep. Right. And they kind of that's a problem. I think they I just saw that of all the rookie cards that PSA graded this year, over 20 percent were fakes. Wow. Wow. That's Right. That's pretty big. Right. But anyway, so we took we took the flag to the guy. He was at a, at a store. He was there all day, you know, and I walked in and the guy was like, this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. So already I'm all fired up. Right. And, and I said, how long would it take for you to authenticate? It takes like an hour. He's got a guy there with, you know, like a jeweler's loop and he knows all the signatures. He says, you know, can you come back in like an hour? I said, yeah, I just live, you know, a couple miles away. I'll be back in like three or four. He said, that's even better. I want to put your piece on my table and show everybody. So my, my <laughs> son, my son like flexes saying like, this is the greatest thing going, right? <laughs> so I, so we get back and I said, I'm sure you get asked this question a lot, but what's it worth? And he said to me, I have no idea. I've never seen this before. There's only one of these, but there's a buyer for everything. It's yeah. exactly what he, and I get it. I get it, Right. But like that's it's kind of funny in this thing where where there's one guy out there, you know, Dean Smith, rest his soul, passed away, you know, and in the middle, everyone that signed the outside of the flag right in the middle. There's only two signatures where the ball is. It's Jordan and it's Dean Smith. So like there's there's somebody in uh, not in Durham, in Chapel Hill or that's got something related to Chapel Hill that they could see that thing and just go. Just got to have that. Right. So it's not for sale, but I mean, it's, it's, that's the other fun thing is, you know, you kind of see what you got and how the market's trending and, you know, you kind of say, Oh shit, that's a good, that was nice. I, I bought that card for $35 and now it's worth $150, you know, and, but it ain't worth anything unless you sell it anyway. So, 
but it's a fun hobby coop and Aaron, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. Let, let us know about those packs. That's yeah, for sure. That, that's super cool, but get on, get on eBay and, uh, and just start looking at your stuff, man. It's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. By the way, uh, um, because I'm using one computer, I did miss a lot of comments, but Janine was in the show and, and sent your best list. Janine Perdomo. Oh yeah. She, I just saw her on Monday. She's the best. Yep. Yep. So, uh, cause I'm, I'm working with one machine, so I don't have the comments on the other machine. It's a little tricky, but yeah. But is she the, she's the matrix. She's the, uh, she, by the way, she controls the fort. <laughs> oh, she runs a, she runs a chip. She I runs see the yeah. fort, man. There's no doubt about it. And by the way, <laughs> and NP might tell you any different, but I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and, and by the way, they are, yeah. not only are they great people, um, they're loving parents and especially now grandparents. Yeah. They've been, they are they, yeah, they really, they yeah. really are. Yeah. 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 Between yeah. Natalie and NP3's kids and stuff like that, they're, uh, you know, even, you know, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Nick won't tell you this, but I guarantee you he's on the floor rolling around with his grandkids and never in a million years, you would picture Nick Perdomo on the floor rolling around. I guarantee you he's making goo goo noises we, with we, his kids. We saw that less with our kids with, my wife's father and my father it was like a complete yeah. we never thought we'd see that and it was it was a my wife got video of it which was really good like you know we have video of all that which is incredible so yeah. i mean she saved that video for 30 years so yeah yeah so that's yeah. good yeah uh, great family absolutely absolutely family. yep they've been very supportive of us here and we always thank them so yeah yep. all right Les, before i let you go I, yeah. i'm not letting you off the hook we have a couple of uh we have a couple of this day in sports history questions for you oh god uh, okay because we got to do that, right? So, yeah. uh, this day in sports history brought to you by Espinosa Cigars, makers of award-winning brands such as Espinosa, Knuckle Sandwich, and 601. Smoke Espinosa and smoke Espinosa every day. I think less you can get both of these. I think Aaron will get both of these, too. So, I have two questions. One's baseball-related, one's not. So, I'll go with the baseball one. And I think this is not hard. Mm-hmm. On this day, December 7th, 1939, this baseball player was elected. What? Well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> don't you're gonna you get in 1939. Uh, this player retired earlier in 1939, and then that same year on December 7th, he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in a special election. And I don't think they ever did this again. Who was that player? Well, I get something. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on that in a second, but. That second part, I'm not sure. Of, by the way, but I don't. I know this was. A I don't know. I, I, I don't know. When's Bay, when was Babe Ruth? I don't have his card. I don't know. It is not Babe Ruth. Um, you're close. You're close. See, Aaron knows it. Yeah, you're close. If you think about why they would do a special election, yeah. And he retired this guy on July 4th. When did Lou Gehrig play? You were there. Yeah, there. that's yeah. it. You're there. Thank you. He he retired on 1939, and then he was elected on December 7th. Yeah, but I wouldn't have got it. I let me tell you something. First of all, I don't have any Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth cards. If I did, <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be on your show right That's now. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> but number number two is if Aaron doesn't give me that little hint there, um, I don't think that I would have got it. But special election in the Hall of Fame. What happened in 1973? Clemente. You got it. Yeah, that's why I realized as soon as you said, yeah, yeah I forgot about Clemente. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Threw that at you, and you answered me right away. That's good. You get a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you were going because you were talking about Clemente. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, guys, have you been to have you been to PNC Park? 
Come on, are you playing with kids here? <laughs> okay, I'm just asking. <laughs> you, know, you know how many feet the right field wall is? Okay, there you go. It's a great – I mean, Aaron and I think it's one of the I best think it's the best. Ready for this? Ready for this? Yeah. Not only is it the best park to see a baseball game in, it is the most affordable park to see a baseball game in. You can get four seats, eat, and get your kid a hat or a T-shirt for the same price it costs you to park at Fenway Park. Yeah. Or, I think PNC Park's the greatest. It's great. It's beautiful. It's yeah, outfield, outfield look is just yeah. how about the outfield with, yeah. with the bridges? It's fantastic. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. You 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 sit, stadium, you sit anywhere. Yes. The stadium is very much just like the giant stadium in San Francisco. It's identical our architect and everything, same yeah. similar layout. You guys just have a way better uh past the fence view than than we do. And Coop, what's the name of the bridge that you walk over from downtown to get to PNC Park? Why don't I remember that? I don't remember. Coop. <laughs> yeah. Coop. Yeah. I don't remember. What was, what was your last answer to the question I asked you? Oh, Clemente. We got it. Okay, I wasn't sure where the bridge was. I should have gotten that. Yeah. Matter of fact, walking over the Clemente Bridge, you can see into the park a little bit. You can see the stands, obviously, right? And Clemente's statue is right there. What other two pirate baseball players have statues Outside of PNC Park. Stargell? Yes. The next one should be even easier. Stargell. Clementi. Easier. Is he more recent? No. No, it's all gotta go back. Yes. Um, I'll give you a hint. Clemente was on the team. Clemente was on the team. You should know this. I should know it. I'm not getting it. And I'll tell you what the statue looks like. The player's right hand is extended up high and his hat is in the air. And I'll give you an easier clue. Oh, wow. wait, wait, wait. I got it now. Yes. The guy, oh, the yes. Wagner, Wagner. No, no, no. Don no, Wagner. Okay, I'm thinking. Listen up. to me, and I believe it is between the reason Wagner. he's doing that. It's between second base and third base, and I'll give you even an easier hit in the second. Come on, Coop. If you Mazer know about, if you Mazeroski. know Mazeroski. You yeah, okay, yeah, man. okay. That's why I, that's why yeah. I, I think a little with the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's and 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 that's um, that's an iconic, you know, you know the wall, you know about the force of the wall is still standing, so where he hit the home run, like left left center, that part of the wall, the wall, it's a part of the University of Pittsburgh in between the medical school and the business school, is still standing, and if you go into, I believe it's the law school at Pitt. There's the home plate, right? Into the main. I've bathroom. been to that. Home, I've been to that is, spot. Of the home plate. Yes, is home plate. Yeah. Yep. Oh. You got to go into the bathroom or a closet, like like the original spot. Yes. Yeah. Forbes Field. Let me see, let me see. I might have a picture. But that was 
I remember my window, my bedroom window, I could look out and you could see downtown Pittsburgh and I could see the lights at Forbes Field. And I remember listening to KDKA radio at night, uh, pirate games. Like that's what I, you know, it's kind of like um, Queens Radio Gaga, right? You would sometimes get that radio station in New York on uh, rare KDKA night. had the large, you got it, right? Yeah, you'd get that. Yeah, KDKA, it was a, yep. Yeah, Bob Prince, he was the, and Nellie King, but I can remember, like, that's how I went to bed. I guess that's what got me crazy in the baseball court. So, you know, I wasn't, not stuff, not stuff. What's the other question? All right, this one, Aaron <laughs> probably won't get this one. Well, let's see. So, on this day, this NBA, play, December 7th, this NBA player was born in 1956, and he would go on to lead the Boston Celtics to three NBA titles. Avlicek. No. That was a good guess, right? It was a good guess. Yeah, it's a little later than Havlicek. 1956. Than, so 56. So that's what? 44, 56. He's 65 years old. He's 67. Dave Collins? No. By the way, I hate Boston sports. Um, oh, okay. Okay. It's so wait, did he, play, did he play with Collins? No, he played after Collins. It's the main guy, isn't it? It's is it Larry Bird? Larry Bird. Yeah, that's who I thought it would be. Fifty six seems old, like old, like he was because he, be he, he had but, he was a later he, he yeah. went to college. He had that whole year where he yeah, dropped out of college. Have, his rookie card is the seventy nine eighty Indiana State. Yeah, so yeah, he sixty six seventy six twenty. So he's 24 when he got out of college, right? Yeah, because he, he he dropped out of Indiana. He went to Indiana. Bobby Knight recruited him. He dropped out for a year. Okay. And then he, he took a year off and ended up going to Indiana State. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple of you. What was the Sports Illustrated cover with Larry Bird on it? What was his nickname? Larry Legend. Yes, but there was a, there was a slangy nickname that had to do with where he was from. French Lick. And what was he called? Come on, man. I'm really <laughs> impressed. By the way, by the way, this, this if you would have guessed it right away, you would have had a nice LeGrand. Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> there you go. No, 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 no. You would have had a LeMans that you could have sported. Oh, yeah. Place. Now you tell me. <laughs> yeah. I got two for you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, Come no, on, man. I, I can't remember. He had some name. It was like. Yes. From French Glick. It was something. I'm yes. from French. Yes. It was the blank. The Hick. The, the, the Hick from French Lake. The Hick from French Lake, yeah. Nah, okay. I don't know. And by the way, full disclosure, I can picture. I used to, by the way, I used to collect Sports Illustrated. Right. Too, right? But yeah. there was a picture of him with like cheerleaders on either side of him. And I'm not sure if the cover, it was, it was a light blue. Yeah. It, was the, it was the Indiana State, whatever right. they the Sycamores or whatever the hell they were, right? Yeah, it was and Sycamores, I, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so here's here's the last question. In that final game against Michigan State, who did Magic Johnson throw the full court pass to that led to the dunk at the end of the game? And he had a nickname. He had a great nickname. Yeah, I just watched show, uh I just watched uh that show. Uh, and I'm winning time. Was it Nixon? No, 
It wasn't Nixon. Nixon was with him on the Lakers. Yes, and where Nixon oh, sorry. went to college, by the way, guys. Nixon went to Duquesne. Duquesne and Pitt. Right. And wasn't Nixon married to? Um, he, uh, it was a Abdul. singer or actress. It, it, she was a dancer, Debbie yeah. Allen. Yes, Debbie Allen. Yes. Okay, come on. He throws Magic throws a, a, a full length pass to this guy. I'll give you his nickname. You got? Do you want his nickname or you want his real name? Give me a nickname. Special K. Car Kellogg. No, he played Ohio State. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get this. By the way. I don't even think he played. A, I don't even think he, he played much in the NBA. I don't. I'm yeah, like it, uh, and who was the coach? The coach was Judd Heathcote. Good, very good. Okay, you give up? I give up. Yeah, Greg Kelser. Yeah, yeah. Special K. He was Special. a big guy. He actually did play in the NBA. I thought. Did he? I, Maybe I thought he played a couple of years in the NBA. I'm trying to think where he played. I, I, I think he went to, I think he played with Isaiah. I think he actually ended up playing with Isaiah for a couple of years in Detroit. So by the way, would... Magic's cards and Isaiah cards are either undervalued or, or there's tons of them out there because Magic's Magic's rookie obviously is a three panel of Bird and Dr. J that I told you about. But Isaiah's cards and Isaiah was good. Um they they're they're nowhere near what you would we, right away you know you think of Isaiah you know boom stream team like all that you know kissing yeah you know, by the way by the way not only do the people at PCA competitors hug each other Isaiah would give Magic a kiss before the finals yeah. remember that yeah that was a I do weird. A I weird. do <laughs> uh, that's what they, no you know uh, you know Gless, it's a funny story with Isaiah Thomas um my mom was in the, had surgery in New York City. Yeah, and I was going to see her in the hospital. I took a train in, and I get out of Madison Square Garden, and there's this giant pink slip, right, to mm-hmm. fire Isaiah Thomas. So I I go there, I get a pen, I sign it, right. I go to see my mom in the hospital. She says, "I saw you on TV." Hilarious. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, "They got you signing the Isaiah Thomas pink slip." I said, "How did you know?" She goes, "And we actually, you know, this was 2007. We were actually able to find." find the uh on the internet i found it <laughs> so there's a video of me they got me just for like a second signing the pink slip hilarious and like I, I thought she was hallucinating my mother I'm like but she knew it was the isaiah thomas thing so i'm like she had to be uh yeah what did he he did something bad didn't he yeah he did he something, he, something with an employee i think it yeah. was yeah yeah I yeah, so that and, it, and the team was bad, so that's why they, they were looking to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah they were losing yeah. and everything else too, right? Exactly. Yeah, they were terrible that year. Yeah. So, all right, Les. Hey, thank before, you so much. Before Les goes, I gotta share the screen real quick. I want to okay, show you. Show photos. Share. I think I put you for sharing. I want to so. show you two photos real quick here, Les. Okay. Let me know when you if this shows that's it. up. There, that's it. Wow, good so job. I, I took that picture, and I got that's that picture. It. So yeah, I now, got to. Both now, Watson. there's ready for this. There's also a very good Sports Illustrated article about pit football with Marino sliding into that exact base. Okay. And wow. I think that's in a closet now, though. Yeah, I don't remember exactly this spot. Uh, but yeah, because I, um, 
That's I awesome. See, I got to see the them play the cards, and uh, Pujols was yeah. Was Pujols is a monster. So it was just uh, that was my. Uh, was my oh, there trip. you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. There's the Clemente statue. You got the. Yeah. Look at that. So I got to watch a little BP and kind of check yeah. out the city a little bit. Um, Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, Hannes Wagner. Yep. Taking that the was boat. the other stat. Just yeah. Little, See, I thought there was a Hannes Wagner one. That's why I said that. Yeah. 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 I thought there was a Hannes Wagner. That's why. Pittsburgh's really big cool guy. The other big guy was like like Ralph Kiner, legend in New York. Yeah. But that, he was that, a legend because he was Mets broadcaster. He was just beloved in New York. Uh, Coop, I have a baseball card turned check that Ralph Kiner signed. Wow. I got to find that, too. I can show you that. Yeah. Yeah. So then he had a, it was like Big Poison, Little Poison. Was there like a Little Kiner, too, or something? There was something with that, I remember. There was a brother, younger brother. There was a younger brother, yeah. That one I'm gonna look up, but yeah, there was a younger brother. Uh, he had Ralph kind of is big poison, little poison, or and what year would that be? That'd be the 50s, is that right? Yeah, Aaron, great picture of the mass wall, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I was uh 2004, I took a uh, good, baseball good photos, trip, uh, yeah. like kind of a co- uh, east coast uh tour. We so did the stadiums. Yeah, I did like uh, I did eight stadiums, I think. Well, you can do a lot yeah. from Baltimore to Boston and go west too. Like, yeah, um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philly, Boston, New York, New York, um, yeah. Baltimore. Um, I said Philly. Yeah, there's 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 a lot just in that. Yeah, we did we did Pittsburgh. Angle. We did Pittsburgh, Philly, Baltimore. Yep. Both. Uh, both New York's Boston, yeah, yeah. uh, BBC. both Chicago's Detroit and uh, Toronto. He missed Philadelphia. No, I had uh, he's in Philadelphia. What'd yeah. you think of Wrigley? Okay. What'd you think of Wrigley Field? Wrigley's pretty cool. Um, because it's Wrigley, right? Yeah, I've I had been there, I've been there probably half dozen times now. Yeah, um, I it's a really nice spot. Um, the, the stadium I think I liked the least was Fenway. It's just so Fenway. cramped. It was so it's cramped, cramped, and it's it's kind of dirty. Yeah, and the people uh, suck there. So yes, I I, I there's <laughs> I'm telling you, we've got we got a I, I'm going to watch the Chiefs play the Pats next week, and hilarious, it got flexed. No games ever get flexed from Monday right. night. <laughs> Meanwhile, the team they flex just beat my team. So who am I yeah. to talk? But um, even going there. You know, and, and uh, in a way, look, I tell my boy, I say, look, just Brady's the best you'll ever see, man. The records, you know, you can't you can't beat it. Right. You know, the Bruins are always pretty good. The Celtics were always really like the Boston sports teams were pretty damn good. Yeah. Red Sox never won, but then they won two out of five or what, you know, all that crazy stuff. So there was, you know, there's definitely reasons for but I'll I'll never forget. I was up here living here when they won their first world series in like forever. Right. And there were people bringing pictures of their passed away mother or father to stand outside of Fenway park. Cause they never got to see the Red Sox win the world series and all the, you know, the crazy shit that went on in between all that stuff. It was the most unbelievable stories that people were telling that how special this World Series victory is, 
and they literally have like you know pictures they'd be standing there like this with two pictures of their parents that yeah. they brought to like Fenway Park with them kind of nuts but Fenway's also impossible to get to it's impossible to leave it's possible to park it's yeah. it's 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 really a mess at least like as bad of a city I think as crazy lately as Philadelphia is at least those stadiums and even when the spectrum was alive or outside enough that you're right by the highway, you know, yeah, you it, get on the highway and get right to Baltimore in an hour and a half. Yeah. You the know? only problem with those stadiums is when they have multiple events going on. Yeah. The, parking the problem. Yeah. It, the parking is, there's still enough parking, even though you have to walk, but it's getting out. Like, so if there's a football game or a baseball game and a concert, that's where, it's, that's where it gets really bad. That's what's really hard to get out of that. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. Hey, one more thing about Charlotte coop. So, um, Cole likes his food and, and I like sushi. I don't love sushi, but I do now. The place is called Baku, which yes. is right across from South Park Mall where Cass's store is. Yep, I exactly know. Yep. Yeah, we're there all the time. So here's the deal. Yep. Next time I'm in Charlotte, before you're in Galilee, I'll let right. you know. And um I'll make sure that Cole and and you know some of our team guys, Hujar, whatever, we all um we have dinner together. Yeah, about I, I know Baku. Well, it's a great place. I uh, haven't been there in a while. Great place. The sushi's out off the charts there. Yeah, it's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. There's a lot of good. And then what's the name of the? He also takes me to across the from the mall. It's in like a little nicer high end stores. Um, Cowfish. What is it? Cowfish. No, what? There's another. There's another restaurant that's like on the end of it. <laughs> What type kind of, of restaurant? It's kind of fancy. What kind of what 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 kind of restaurant? Anything is it? you want. I I get. I think I got like lamb chops. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a little open ended. I'm trying to think. There's a lot of. I mean, South Park's got the best restaurants. South, you know, I think they have better ones even than downtown. You know what? I've only been to downtown for a Cole's Christmas party. I have no reason because. He's out. I don't know where you call where he is, but it's about a fifteen minute drive from town. He's in the west. They're in the west. I know where they are. It's like an office. Oh, you know where it is? Wherever the new Charlotte soccer team's facility is. Yeah, that's you can see them practice from our front door of our office. It's in that complex. Yep, that's where he is. There's a train that goes by there. That's where he is. Charlotte's nice. I mean, it's a great area. Um, it's growing. Yeah, I live. I live in this. I live. Uh, if you think of Charlotte as a big circle, I live in the yeah. southeast part of it. So I live in the e southeast suburbs. Um, so is that and, near like Carowinds? No, it's Carowinds is actually southwest. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, I've been or due south. Actually, um, it's due south. I've been to the Top Golf there. You know, it's funny. I went to the Top Golf. Um, I had to do an event for my my day job there, and I'm not a golf guy, right? I yeah. I thought it was a great facility. I thought the uh, catering was great. They were great uh, to deal with. Yeah, that, that cup. They're printing money. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, so they're on the yeah they're on the west side of Charlotte. Um. Okay. Yeah, and then Carowinds is probably about ten minutes from there. I got you. Well, yeah. I hope. Hey guys, I thank you for having me. Um, I hope I did okay for you guys. Oh, and, awesome, man. We appreciate it. This was great, yeah. Les. We appreciate you a lot. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, uh, and like I said, let, let me know. If not, we'll see you at the trade show, but hopefully before that, if something works out, let me know. Yeah, are you going to the January one too, the TPE? I, I am not. It's 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 
basically I picked two events and it was uh Pro Cigar and uh the Show. Yeah, okay. it's just yeah, it's too much. Uh, Coop, we'll um I'll be in Charlotte well before the end of March because okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know I'm in Paris the second week of January, and then I get back and I might go right to Charlotte to um pre TPE, but maybe not, but I'll be there February for sure. And Aaron, I don't know when I'll be in San Francisco, but if I'm in the Bay Area, I'll let you know. I want to go. Yeah, for sure. I want to open up some of those packs of cards. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have at it. Awesome. <laughs> Les, man, we appreciate you. Thanks for everything, all the support all the years. Uh, yeah. I mean, you opened a lot of doors for me over the years, too, and I haven't forgotten that. So thank you. Well, no, I, I again, right back at you guys. I, I admire your work. I respect your work. And um, I just appreciate you having me on. Appreciate it, Les. Thanks yep. a lot, Les. You bet, guys. All right. That is the one and only lesson man of ST DuPont. Let's take care and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. You too. Thanks, Coop. Okay, take care. See ya. All right. So we got one more segment. Whoop, did I did I knock Aaron out? No, I'm I knocked that. Oh, okay. I told you to knock you out. No, I'm here. Okay. We've got one more segment and uh, we'll wrap it up. So uh, let me... Um, tough at one computer i apologize but let's get into uh um of course our friends at jc newman founded in 1895 by julius caesar newman the jc newman cigar Fact company is the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in america for four generations and 127 years jc newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars jc newman is headquartered in an iconic 113 year old cigar factory in the ebor city national historic landmark district of tampa florida at this factory known as Elder Hall, J.C. Newman owns premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines, including the All-American Cigar, the American, and the Angel Cuesta. J.C. Newman's Pensive Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua. It's a Brickhouse, Pearl de Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yago cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crowd, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond cigars are handmade by Tobacco A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And buy Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. You can try the Casa Cuevas, Connecticut. Cascades Romano, Cascades Maduro, La Mandaria, and the Cuevas Reserve line, and of course, their latest release, Sangre Nueva. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local retailer for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars from our casa to yours. And we're going to get into our uh, industry talk deliberation segment sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included eight consecutive top three appearances on the half-wheel consensus, including number one cigar of the year, with uh, the Mikarita Tricky Trocker in 2020, and again in 2022 with the Mikarita Black. Visit TTT Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Sorry, I got I had two items. I'm going to audible a third item um, to kind of uh, just do a couple of things to wrap up here because I think there's been some interesting things that have happened uh, definitely in the industry over the past uh, couple of weeks. Um, and here's an interesting one I just wanted to kind of this is I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on this one. Aaron, when you we've talked about when a company says they're shipping a cigar. OK. Yeah. And this guy knows came up in our chat, but it's not the only place this came up. It's come up in a couple of places. Right. Um, Namely, what when you when when a company saying they're shipping a cigar. 
Mm-hmm. Should they say they're shipping it from the factory? Or should they say they're shipping it from the warehouse after it's cleared customs? I would say where whenever it's on its final leg to the retailers, mm-hmm. that's when you should announce that you're shipping. Okay. I don't I don't want to know that it's on a boat mm-hmm. or on a plane headed to the United States. Cause that's not gonna really help me too much because you know how long it's gonna take to get to customs, how long it's gonna sit in the warehouse, all that stuff that doesn't really help. I, I want to know when it's like on on approach to the retailers. It's a it's a fair it's a fair point you make because this happened with a because two of the higher profile releases that I reported on were actually shipments from the factory. It, is, it was the Perdomo one, and obviously the Fuente Padron one got a little more attention. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the shows called me out on it, right? And <laughs> I don't. It's okay. I think it's a val- I think it's valid. You take criticism, um, but you know, I also looked at the other point of view. Is they got this thing out of the factory too? Um, but. You know, yeah, it, but, it, it may you be know. three to four weeks before it, it, it appears at a store. I mean, you know, yeah. especially with that particular release. The Perdomo one, they got out like they they got it out pretty quick. It shipped and they got it right out of their 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 warehouse. Uh, I think it was yeah. less than two weeks. That happened. But but this one, we're already on two weeks. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, like I, the whole thing with the bet with Abe is it, it has to show up at a store. So right. uh, I'm getting getting a little nervous right now knowing <laughs> that right yeah but, but i but I, I actually thought it was an interesting point and i think it's a point well taken actually for me on that one yeah um because you're right a lot can happen like that and you want to know what's in route to the store see i'm not i'm less interested the part i'm less interested of is i'm not really interested if it's already on the stores and then someone telling me it's shipped right right to me that's no there's no value in that it's already at the yeah. stores why would why would you tell me that right so, um, so yeah, that was just a short one. I was just curious on your thoughts on it, and I definitely appreciate the input on that as well. Um, let me do the audible one, and then okay. we'll get to the the half wheel readers polls, the third one. So, okay, I, I I I'm gonna mention it. What did you think this week when you saw the news of media registration for PCA? So, because I I kind of was not happy the way that was handled. Um, and I'll explain to folks I, in a I minute it what was, it is. I thought it was a little interesting. Um, I mean, I get, I understand, I guess I, I guess I understand it. Um, it still works out to be uh, cheaper, I guess, still than paying, paying full dues like we were before. Um, agree. I agree with all that. And that there seems to be there, there is a approval process that you have to go through for that. So that right. seems which which I still can't get the work by the way. I still can't get the application submitted. But that's another. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried yet. I have to talk to right. the, talk to the guys and figure yeah. out how we're going to do this. Yeah. But, um, well, you don't have to figure out who. You just have to do the general application first, and then then you register people after they approve it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. haven't even gone that yeah. far, so yeah. I have to do the application and see how it right. goes. But um, yeah. So, so yeah, so for, it's you know I have to see how it works. I don't know. See, okay, so here's here's why I'm mentioning this. Um, about a month ago, it was reported that basically PCA was eliminating media dues. Okay, um, which yes, they kind of did that, but they kind of there was kind of I just didn't like when it was, so they announced they were eliminating media dues, but we found out this week that basically the number of badges we're getting is going down. And we still have to pay for extra badges. So we used to get three badges included when we paid our fee. 
Yep. Now they're giving us two complimentary badges and you have to pay for the extras. I'm okay. That's not the issue. That wasn't the issue I had with it. The issue I had with it is they should have just been more transparent saying, look, we're, we're going to do this. They, and we're cutting. We are cutting. Up. That could have all been set up front is what I'm saying. Yeah. So that was, I just didn't, I think that should have been a little more transparency with that. Again, I, I know they can't give a team five badges. I, I knew that from the beginning, right? Right. I didn't know they were going to cut down what we were getting already to begin with. That's the part I was it's a little. It's possible they didn't know that when they announced that they were. It's po- and it's d- possible. Ditching the fees, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think they had to have an idea, uh, you know, that it was going to be, even if you said, hey, we're going to have a limited number of badges you guys will get for free. Um, and I, I just, like I said, it's, uh, I just was disappointed the way that was rolled out. Um, now my question is, do you think that this is going like, to, I still have confidence that they're going to go through a vetting process with this based on what I saw with the application. Yes, uh, I don't... but so my thinking here is like, if they were legitimately going to do the vetting process and they were going to be confident in who they were letting in, if you had legitimate members attending you wouldn't need to pay for the badges i don't understand the price i don't understand that you need why you need to pay for badges if the media entities members are approved for entry right right that's a good point that's a fair point you're right now if you said uh, okay now let's say i'm going and uh let's say i'm June and I are going, right? So those right. are our two free badges. And I right. want to take somebody else with me. Right. But it's Joe Blow that they've never seen before, heard of before, right? It's not John. It's not Seth. It's just some random. Right. You know, they, they should, you know, they can vet that person and say, all right, we, here, we, have a que- we have a question. Why is this person coming? We've never seen them write anything on your website. We've never seen them in a video. Right. That stuff, right? Now, I understand there's a question. Let's deal with that. But... For we have four guys, and these four guys have been, you know, at least on the site for three years doing videos and all that right. stuff, right? If these are legitimate attendees, let them in, you know. That's but so I I, I understand that you want to you're, you're you're not wanting to like just say it's free reign, bring twelve. I, guys I totally understand you. that too. I totally understand yeah. that too. I, so I agree. I, this this is kind of like. If the person's accredited, the person, right? If they accredit the person, that's that's where that's a good point, as opposed to accrediting the brand, right? Yeah, right. I think it should be on an individual basis. Because and if you're bringing somebody that is, um, like is is not a uh, a public figure for the entity, let's say it's someone that's a behind the scenes, like uh, a you know. A uh, photographer or something like that—that's not normal. Like that, people wouldn't know. Um, you pay for that. You, you go through a vetting process. May, you know, you, you maybe you pay for them. And if I agree, something goes wrong with that person, the the media entity themselves are held responsible. Maybe they get nixed a, a year. They don't get to come because the person they brought didn't went rogue or whatever. Yeah. You know, happened. So yeah, you know, that's the different way to do it. But obviously, that takes some oversight and. You know, maybe they're, you know, they're kind of going back to the thing where, like, you know, maybe we can keep people out by, you know, a hundred fifty dollar fee. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so I was in an interesting position because they sent out that email, and I was still, you know, we had a trip this week to the Coop team, right? Yeah. Um, and remember they asked to send a list of names 
right? Yes. So I did submit Trip's name, right? Right. Like we were close to making this happen, um, and that's what I thought they were gonna do. That exactly what I thought they were gonna do is look at because all right, maybe they would come back to me and say, you know what, Trip hasn't done this for for three years. He's been out. Yeah. You know, and I I'd understand that, right? But I, yeah. to your to point you made, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, I just was a little surprised. Is all. Now I do think. I, I'm appreciative of the PCA reducing my expenses, and it will reduce my expenses. Yeah, but I agree with you on that. I think because yeah, if I took if I took my son as the cameraman, yeah, then I think he I think all right, that's something he is not. He's kind of like a contract guy in a way, right? Right. Pay for the badge, right? I just I worry too that people are going to go back to the manufacturers again under under this system. I still yeah. think I, I still think like because you have some of these like some of these guys who were I saw a couple of groups of like YouTubers like grouped together. Yeah. So I mean, and you could just go to them for your your over twos, right? If you need to take three people and you go to a vendor that's what I'm concerned with. Hey, to save you 150 bucks, why you not? just save you 150 bucks, right? So the other side of the coin is does does the PCA enforce? That's this goes back to my point from the beginning. They've right. got to enforce how these manufacturers are utilizing these badges. Yeah, if that's what my fear. That's what my fear is. I, I messaged a couple people on this, and you know who who I know connected with PC. I'm like, to me, I just see people going back and doing exactly what you said. Oh, I'll just get the badge from so and so. You know, I mean, that, yeah. that's what I see happening. That's why I I thought it was going to be. Like I said I, I'm a little surprised they went that route. Um, yeah. Again, I'm appreciative that they're taking action on this. I also think it's the first year, and I'm gonna give them a little leeway, but I was, I thought it, I just felt it could have been a little more transparent when they would, how they were going with this. Right. And maybe they still got to figure this piece out in fairness to the PCA. Yeah. I mean, you know, give it a run. They can give it a run this year, see how it yeah. goes. And yeah. then they can make an adjustment if they need to. Yeah. I, I don't think I, my goal is not to go beat PCA up if it doesn't work this year or anything like that. Yeah. I think, I think my goal this year is if I see things that don't work, we have a, I don't think it needs to be flogged unless it's something really bad. I think we go back and say, hey, look, we're seeing people with these, you know, we've told PCA we've seen people with these badges before. Yeah. Uh, so I agree, but I agree. I just don't think you know. I, I I will be pissed if I see people in with manufacturer badges working with media teams when I had to pay for the whole team here this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're gonna we we keep an eye on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, but we'll see that. Yeah, I have to figure out the registration. By the way, I couldn't. It, it, the system croaked every time I did it. <laughs> I did it from like multiple machines and multiple browsers. So. Maybe it's to tell me something. All right. The last thing, um, I, I think it's worth some discussion, Aaron, on this, because you and I talked about a bunch of this. The because we had a lot to say and, and, and it ain't to pick on these guys. The half wheel readers polls coming out. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised they were doing it, to be honest with you. I, I think you were you too. Yes. Um but um See, my first question with this, and I think when we were messaging on this, I, I actually was wondering if they were getting rid of the consensus and replacing it with this. I was actually wondering that. I don't know if they're – it doesn't sound like they are now. The way I read it, it didn't. I didn't get that inflection. It sounded like they still referenced the consensus, that it was still like an, an existing thing. Yeah. So I don't anticipate that it goes away, but – a lot of work for those guys that's why i was just kept thinking like if they're right. adding this on top of the consensus their january is going to be really busy yeah um but 
you and I have a lot. Of, you and I have talked a lot about readers' choice awards over the years, mm-hmm. and you know we're not fans of them. Okay, and it's not because right. we don't believe that readers and everyone shouldn't have an input. It it is it is kind of a jaded system where uh, you can manipulate the system and win basically. Yeah, I've seen people stuff stuff votes in. You know, I've seen other people promote their brand better than others and uh it comes down to basically who can manage that piece the best and that's who the reader's choice award will go to yeah i mean uh i think any of these kind of crowdsourced voting turns out to be a popularity contest it it, it does it's it's but is that wrong is that wrong to have a popularity contest yeah it's who's got the biggest fan base or who can rally their fan base to do it um i i don't i don't like it i don't see any value in it uh to me it's like um uh, it's a way to drive traffic to the website i guess as one it, thing uh, it will uh, drive but traffic. i think it, i think it's a cheap cheap way to do it um yeah I, I don't i don't see i don't see any i see i see zero value in it no i don't know yeah i i the thing that like and i saw immediately that sock i've jumped right on it which of i course. yeah and and i made the comment i said you know, there's this. He could. I think soccer can be beat. Like I was saying, for example, I think if if, if they got if, if Espinosa got Guy Fieri behind this, yeah, I think it would crush it. Like, and it I wouldn't mean, even it wouldn't even be yeah. close. Um, yeah, I mean, the the brands that sell more cigars could right could beat the beat this pretty pretty easily. I would think, you know. But it's but it sounded like that that Charlie was looking for an angle with this. I mean, Charlie's a journalist and. I think he's looking to kind of get to some root root analysis of this, uh-huh. like who's like how this is going. Like I like I see, I, we've seen the Reader's Choice Awards for years with Cigar Journal, and I'm not discrediting them or anything. Uh, what's that other one? Ash Quarterly's doing them. Tobacco Business used to do them, and and I've always looked at that and said, okay, it's who who can manage that. But I think they're looking. For, I think Charlie's looking for something more trends with that, like kind of what he does with the consensus. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'll be curious to see what the, you know, if there's any published results or anything like that to kind of determine. Do, do, um, but I don't think there's there. anything that's going to surprise me with this. Right. Like the only thing, like the, unless someone gets a ton of votes that didn't promote this. Right. That would surprise me. You know, there's and there's a few companies like Fuente Padron have pretty big social media followings. I don't know if they're gonna oh, I'm sorry, Perdomo and Fuente, I'm saying. They have pretty big social media followings. I don't know if they're gonna promote this or not. I mean they they certainly they're right to do it. Right. So um but you and I had a kind of an, a common ground on this too. Like we felt it was kind of out of what Half Wheel does. It seemed like it was a little out of scope with what they do. And I think we both agreed with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless there's some other uh, reason for it. Um, it. I mean, it, I think it's similar to like all, all of what we do in regards to the review process is like, you know, the whole reason for the site is to share our experiences with the brands and the right. cigars. Right. Right. Um, you know, kind of crowdsourcing all that. Right. Uh, that it's not that's not what the brand's about. Um, so, um, you know, there maybe there maybe there's something big that I'm missing. 
Yeah. Um, but we'll see later. But um and look, I'll yeah. say this, Charlie's gonna figure out like you know him, he, he's gonna blacklist IP. He even said it like if someone's stuffing this, he's gonna figure like Yeah, the, but there's but there's ways around that too. Easy ways around that. There's ways so, around it too. Right, right. I mean, I, 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 you know, if Jason Crawl wins it, I'm not shocked. So right, right. <laughs> you know. Oh, and you know that guy is putting the munchies in that. You know, he's a big half wheel reader wrist day. So you know he saw this, and you know the munchies are in there. And I, I wouldn't be surprised either. But would Charlie look at this and say, "Hmm, this is very suspicious." There's like twenty thousand votes for this guy. You know. That's what I, I wonder if he would look at that and, and see and kind of like a lot of people wouldn't call foul on something like that. Yeah. The uh, so I a few years ago, I thought about something like this. Right. But a little different. So my idea originally, and this is why I didn't do it. It has to do with what you said is I thought about taking my top five. Right. And putting it out to a crowdsource vote. So I would pick the cigars that are in there. Right. But I saw two problems. One is if someone. Someone can easily again manipulate that, and two, someone can easily yeah, manipulate either through social media or through basically hacking, you know. So, right. and I, I just thought I couldn't deal with the technology headache with that. So I, I, I abandoned that idea. I mean, I, ideally, I'd like to see it done, but it just, I don't think the only way I could see it actually done is if I had a booth that and I and I took paper ballots. I, I don't know other, any other way to do it. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go to some booth somewhere and take paper ballots. So. Um, it's gonna get a lot of. They're gonna get a lot of interest on this half of the matter because they're doing it. So I, I think it's gonna have a lot of traction on this. Um, so I'm not really interested who wins. So I have no desire to like who wins this. Um, I'm more interested in what Charlie comes up with with his analysis. I am interested in that part a lot. Yeah. Um, but like. People that have never smoked cigars can vote in this, and right, they can go any any way they want. Like this right. is this, this is it's garbage in, garbage out. I don't right? Know, what do you go? What, what do you want? What do you want from this? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, do they want to show? It? I mean, I'm wondering if they want to see where the garbage is coming from. I that's why I actually wondered. Somebody Wait, can I'm stand wa- outside the flea market this weekend and and <laughs> with an iPad and say, uh, you know, go vote. I, I I don't I don't know what to tell you here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're 100 right. You're 100 right. I so I'm I am curious to see how this comes out and like what the analysis. But that's about it. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right on that one. <laughs> Again, this ain't this this. We're not trying to discredit any company that has a lot of fan support on this, right? I don't think that's what you and I are trying to do. We're just saying, hey, look, we've seen we've seen a lot of people go down this road, and we've seen some strange stuff happen. You know, I saw one. Yeah, my my best example here. You you go to a baseball game, right? You get a stack of all star voting ballots, right? You go down to you you take them to church on Sunday, and you hand them out, you know, and, and let people let people punch out all, all for your you know third baseman on your local team. And guess who's going to the all star game? None of the, none of these people in church ever even watched the baseball game. Well, that's, a, that's what you happen. Yeah, that used to happen in New York. That used to happen in New York with the all star game with the Yankees and Mets because they, they have a, they have seven million people that they could do that with. Yeah. That's what would happen. Um, and people get the ballots and they would do that. That's yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't. Do we going back to what your point is. Did we really need to see this again? As I guess we go down to. I, I hope I hope I hope Charlie has some brilliant uh, plan for. This I am. I, said, I am curious. Yeah. 
and 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 I can say I'm I'm I was wrong right. or something like yeah. that. But look, man, uh, uh, nah, I, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. We have the J and J guys in our chat who are going to be all over this, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah. two J's in our chat, <laughs> they're going to be all over this, like so. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm curious to see how he does it, uh, and and what comes out of it. But I know really don't care who wins. Uh, to be honest with you, but someone's gonna win something. I mean, what, uh, what do they what do they win? They get to say, uh, "I'm the I'm the I, oh, it's I'm, like, the, I'm the most popular person on the internet. I'm <laughs> I got the most popular cigar brand on the internet." For, I can see Saka just like smoked, cursing us out right now. I can see Saka just cursing us out right now, and it's okay, right? Yeah, I look. See the point, but that's the, the thing. It doesn't matter. Like, right? Okay. The, the, the goal is to win. It doesn't matter how you get there, as long as it's within the rules, right? So, oh. do what you need to do. Oh, so you're gonna think I'm sappy for this, but I, I actually give a crap about the guy who is going in that and voting it with with true intentions, right? And he, not being his, you know, his votes watered down. I know, by, I know, by, by but I actually feel bad for that guy. Yeah, right. Like, I know there's genuine people who like certain cigars, and I'm like. Is this gonna really, um, ch- you know, change that? Is the question. And then you know, I don't know. Charlie's gonna have to consolidate data again, like he does with the um, because you know, some people are gonna vote for me, Corita Black. Some people are gonna vote me, Corita Black, Papa Saka. Some people are gonna vote me, Corita Black, Saka Khan. You know, does he consolidate all three of those? Because I guarantee there's a lot of votes where people aren't gonna put a Vitola name in it. Like I've seen some weird. I've seen some weird. I, you know, don't get me started on Vitola names because I, I guarantee you this year, like, like Papa Sock is a line extension. And how many media sites do we know don't review line extensions, but they're reviewing that? Yeah. So uh, that's the one, that's the other one that kind of just drives me crazy. You know, if you're reviewing line extensions, review, do a better job at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, 24 hours from now, the coop list starts. Or less than twenty-four. So you know that machine that died. Yeah. Thank God I moved everything off of that. Um, like I recorded video and stuff. Thank God I moved that stuff off to local drive today, because I would have lost everything except for the write-up. But the videos were all on there. I did about like fourteen videos already. So I was like, yeah. But thank goodness I got those off because this machine ain't. It hasn't come back on. You're not storing everything in the cloud, or coop. Well. So it it's not in the cloud. It's on you a local need drive. To, you need to get into the so, into so the videos. Stadium. So the list. So the videos aren't even like if someone got onto the cloud, they'd have to play the videos and look at the files because they're they're actually encoded. <laughs> so, okay. It's like I fear someone actually would get those files, right? <laughs> but the list is literally when I you want less or you storing stuff under your bed. The list is yeah. literally stored under my bed. <laughs> that's that's where the list is. It's not on a anything. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> literally have it there. So, but like number thirty, which is cigar XYZ, is like it's it's encoded because I was worried if I put the, I haven't uploaded the files yet, but I was actually worried if the pictures and stuff got uploaded, people would would figure it out. So, I see, I see. Go grow, <laughs> right? Because he can figure, like, he'll figure it out. Like, like so, of course, like, yeah. yeah. Don't don't tease anybody. Oh, uh, that's why I asked with uh, a list because you it will be uh, deciphered. <laughs> Pretty, Joe will figure, Joe will figure that. No, not others will figure that. That's just Joe, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, thank God I got those. I actually took those off earlier today here. So all right. Um, 
So that's it for a couple of programming. Aaron, we're doing your favorite show on Tuesday, by the way. So I know you won't be tuned in. So we're, good, we're doing the CA shows coming back on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I might want to make an appearance if I can if I can do a, a diatribe oh. real quick. But uh, we'll you're see. welcome. You are you are you are, no, you are welcome. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin your show. You won't ruin the show. You're entitled to you're 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 you you're a loyal member of this team, and you're entitled to express that opinion. So if you want to do it, just let me know. So nah, I don't think so. I would All right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, and it's uh. By the way, we got to thank McTavish pulled all the data this year. Thank God we we just yeah. so <laughs> um. We cut Aaron's team still happy, doing the work. I was happy to see he was a, a bit uh, shocked at, at what he had to go through to get all the information. Well, we we I actually, and with stuff that was missing that we found this week because yeah. some things didn't get published. So I was like, John, we got these. Yeah, uh, he says I'll update when he gets. I said if you want to update or I update or whatever. So, uh, but he has yeah. been the keeper of the data this year. So. He is, uh, he's a, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of work. Because I, I was about to start it, and he's like, oh, I did the list already. I'm like, really? Can I have it? I'm like, yeah. So, like, uh, but we have no show next Thursday. Thank goodness, because yeah. I am, I am actually so slammed next week. Um, and I know I hate it. Like we had, we had someone, we had to reschedule them, and we just said, you know, let's, uh, we'll take that. But we have uh, Lee Marsh coming in on the 21st from Stolen Throne. I know some, you and I have both been wanting to get him yep. on the show for a while, so I'm pretty excited about that one. So yeah. For sure. Uh, I, I don't know Lee, you know, the guy I want to get to know. Uh, you know, he's got good cigars and everything, so I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. So, but again, thanks to Les Man uh, for being yeah. on the show. Uh, thanks to you, Aaron. Thanks to our audience. Uh, but that's going to wrap up. We went late today. Uh, Primetime, episode 290 to the Annals of History for Thursday, December 7th. Now, Friday, December 8th on the East Coast. We'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody. See you guys.